you just about shit on the podcast. You heard that? Well, yeah. The way he's looking at you, he still might shit himself. Yeah, I don't think I'm done with that one. <laughs> I, I do believe it had a head on it, sir. <laughs> oh, so just a head? Yeah, just a head. How many times you said that? Every time. You lying motherfucker. I, I do just put the head in there like, give me more. And I was like, okay. Well, see, it's the same way with me. I put the head in there like, give me more. I'm like, that's yeah. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Give her four I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. Give her, four, give her 12 inches to make her bleed so you fucked her three times, hit her in the head with a brick. <laughs> Shit, fucked her six times. Oh. Give <laughs> you a little credit there, homie. I mean, I have been told I should be who, jealous who, of a Spurlock. Who homeboy out there throwing up the Black Power Fist? Uh, oh, Eric Stone Street. Oh, he's a Chiefs fan. Fuck him. <laughs> Eric Stone Street, the dude from uh, Modern Family. I don't care. He's a Chiefs fan. Fuck him. Fuck the Chiefs. Fuck the Chiefs. Yeah, fuck the Chiefs and all their fans, except Zach Malone. And Aiden, Aiden Armour. Who? He's come up with murder. Oh, okay. That's the only two real Chiefs fans. <laughs> oh, and I forgot oh. about this. Big Henry Hollis was a Chiefs fan. Really? Did not know that until they beat us in the Super Bowl, because I put over, congratulating the only two real Chiefs fans I know, and then Hollis was like... I thought we were better than this. And I was like, <laughs> what? He goes, I've been a Chiefs fan since birth. I said, first of all, sorry. Second of all, fuck you and your team. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations also to my friend Big Henry Hoss. Or I think I said Danny Withrow. And she on Saturday Night Live. Oh, did you hear about the Hawks winning? What all kind of combacle it messed up in Atlanta? Uh-uh. What? All right, so the Hawks won their elimination game last night. Or right. two nights ago. So that moves them to hosting tonight, as we're recording this Thursday night, at the now State Farm Arena. All right, so tonight at the State Farm Arena was also booked for a Janet Jackson concert. Oh, is this why they got to push Janet until tomorrow or Saturday? Yeah. Well, tomorrow, but across the street from State Farm Arena is Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where Taylor Swift will be in concert tomorrow. So if you live in the metro Atlanta area and You're you don't have fucked. tickets for either one of those things, the best thing you can do is Uber Eats, DoorDash, have something delivered and not even get out. I didn't even think about that with Kenzie going through Atlanta tomorrow. Good God. They better leave like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, they might, go ahead and come on home. Yeah, you might want to go ahead and get that room for two nights and get that. Boo. Please don't know. Ah. Please don't bring his brother. <laughs> ah. No, I like Kelsey. I was like, please don't bring his brother. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Patrick's brother. Jason yeah. Kelsey? Oh, no, I, I like, like him. I like, Jason. I like <laughs> Travis Kelsey. I don't really care for Patrick Mahomes. I just saw a TikTok earlier today. It was a Sorry, Travis, May, sorry Malone. It was Travis Kelsey reading his draft yeah. uh, analysis. I've seen that. Plus, Travis Kelsey's the most swagged up player in the NFL. No doubt. And he's white. No doubt. He's not white. He light-skinned it. I was about to he say, light he light. like me. He light. He dark, he darker than Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> and their taste in women show it. Bazinga. Did you know that? Mahomes married to an ugly white girl. She is. She ugly. <laughs> God I've never damn. seen her. She's so I ugly, she'd make a train take a dirt road. God damn. Ooh. And Jason Kelsey married to a fine-ass sister. 
yeah. Plus, that motherfucker catches beers as he's <coughs> drinking another beer, wearing a WWE championship belt and holding a Super Bowl trophy. God damn. Yeah, that was badass. When they were doing the parade. Yeah. He's got the belt on, trophy in one hand, chugging a beer. They throw a beer. He catches it. I don't know how he did no, it. It was a drop and catch yeah. all at once. It was like he sees it coming. He's like, pow. Then they start throwing him little airplane liquor bottles. So he's just, pow. Wow, wow. Got it. Like <laughs> in between each finger, just chugging. <laughs> All right. I know you are here for a wrestling podcast, but it is we're the draft. Yeah. Jason and the I, Carolina Panthers are on the clock. It won't take clock, them. not cock. It, it won't take them long. They've already come to a consensus decision. So the what they're going to do now is they're going to make you think they're waiting about it and kill a lot of the 10 minutes so the experts can talk about what they may do. Oh, yeah. Even though the pick's already in. Yeah, the pick's already in. I don't know if Josh is a huge NFL fan. Jason oh, yeah. and I are, but we're all three huge college fans. So we were just sitting here talking like NFL draft day, since we're such big college fans, is a big deal to us. Uh, we had actually scheduled to record tonight because Will was going to be with us, but Will got a case of pussyitis. And no, he didn't. Yeah, he did because he's throwing up, so he didn't. He, he wanted to be a bitch and not come he, on the podcast. But he homosexual. Uh, he must have ate some pussy and got stomach flu. <laughs> but so we're big on this, so we're going to give draft updates, uh, especially now because the first round picks probably going to be from my favorite school, uh, Alabama, and then my Eagles pick at ten. 10. I don't think your team has a number one pick for the next 47 years. Because he traded them all the way in draft day. The movie. No, he got them back because he got David fucking Putney. Just because I feel, feel like, like it. it. <laughs> Still the greatest fictional movie ever. And I say fictional because it made you think that they had a chance to win. No, because did I tell you what I did? I watched that movie in the theater. <laughs> well, like, I went. I seen Invincible in the theater so I could see that. Well, literally, we went and watched it in the theaters. Oh, the one good play Alabama had against Tennessee that day. Oh, we had a lot of good plays. <laughs> we had one bad play, and that's why y'all won. We should have known, no matter how good Rocco's been, never to put the game on his foot alone. <laughs> but no, we were sitting there. Uh, it was a last-minute decision to go watch it. It was me, Jennifer, Eli, and Amanda. And we sitting there watching it, and we go through, and they do all the picks, and they get everything. And they're at the party, the draft night party at the end and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're all the Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And I'm sitting there That's in so the fi- middle. So fictional. In the middle of the theater. I'm like, I'm a Browns fan. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Well, they did have Jackie Robinson on their team. <laughs> <laughs> and Black Panther all on the same person. That's true. Because it was Dante for- Mack, no matter what. I forgot he was in that movie. And then I went back and uh, I watched it again. I was like, how did I forget that Chadwick was Devontae Mack? And Dude, all I remember been- about him was him grabbing that iPhone with the uh, brass knucks case around it. <laughs> and taking his nephews to tumbling. Such a good movie. But have you ever noticed Kevin Costner puts out banger sports movies? Oh, fuck yeah. But they always get you caught up in a love story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ten Cup. Uh- Ten Cup was so fucking good. Bull Durham, For the Love of the uh, Game, I'll Draft the Day, game. all four of his movies that I can think of off the top of my head that are sports related. Dude. All have a love Field story. Field of Dreams. Love story. Different kind of love story. It's more of a love story for his dad. Yeah, father and son. But still. Because if you build it, he will come. Yeah. Huh. 
And if you eat it, she will come. Well, according to Mel Kipper, I think uh, Jalen Carter is number one. His name's Kiper. Kiper. Kipper. Kiper. Kipper. If there were two P's, then it would be a Kipper. Kipper. Not Kippers. According to him, who what? By Jalen Carter. The best, is the best one over Bryce. That yeah, that's that's the best available. Best available. Athlete. Oh, okay. It's not best of because you'll watch throughout the rest of the night. It'll say best available, then it'll say yeah. best quarterback, best, best wide receiver, receiver, best running back. But you also got to look at what a team needs. Carolina, I don't think has a starting quarterback anymore. No. Didn't they bring Baker in at the end of the season? And they no, him. Baker's done gone. Is it? That's he's what I'm saying. They brought him in and let him go. Yeah. Uh, That's Sam Darnold. I think he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Um, that was it. Why was I thinking gone? Jerry, yeah, well, he's in a he's Detroit. Detroit. That's right. They traded Stafford. Traded, yeah, Stafford. Yeah, and he actually everybody gives Stafford credit for what he did with LA, but the Lions were one win or Green Bay one loss away from them going to the the playoffs. Yeah, with no name talent. Well, uh, uh, the Lions won their game. They were needing Seattle to lose, That's and somehow was. Seattle won, and so Seattle got the, That's what it was. the spot. But Josh has got a top five for us. If you remember last week, we did a thing where we just say five random things. Well, we try to figure out. What let's be honest. We recorded that opening two weeks ago, not last week. Well, yeah, but it was on the podcast last week. Well, we were unable to put out that whole podcast for technical difficulties. Joey difficulties. Technical Technically. Technically, it was Joey difficulties. <laughs> it was a technical but, uh, Gambino. So, basically, it's Josh is going to come up with five things that all have something in common. And he'll rank them from five to one. Of course, one being the top, in his opinion. Five being the lowest of that. And Jason and I have to guess what okay. what it is he's talking about. Jason's, I guess, it after the second one. Because we share a brain. Yeah. I'm pretty sure next week, because mine's already done for next week. I'm pretty sure he'll figure it out, too. So what you got for us there, Yahshua? All right. That's the biblical saying of how you say your name. Yes, and you're being German. Number five? See. <laughs> Number and f- Jesus works at the Mexican restaurant down here. He makes my quesadillas. Hey. Jesus made quesadillas. Too bad it's not a chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> he wears those. <laughs> All right. Number five there, Yashi. Gunther. Number four, Mr. Perfect. Three, Razor Ramon. Greatest Intercontinental Champion. Champion. Yes. Two was Jericho and one was Savage. Bro. Don't bro me. Gunther's good. But how the fuck you leave Bret Hart, Shawn Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Rock. Stone Cold. Stone Cold didn't have a run with the title, though. But he did. He had one run that didn't blow anywhere because he got injured. But did, is that not what made Stone Cold? Well, yeah. Okay. Winning that Intercontinental thing, title with the, a broken freaking the neck. The thing with Brett. Angle wasn't on your list. Benoit wasn't on your list. Eddie wasn't on your list. I'm just glad Disco wasn't on his list. Motherfucker. <laughs> we were on the way to get food. I was like, I know what your list is already. He said what? I said, top five greatest Disco Inferno rivalries. I know what number one is. The Atlanta Funk Kelly Drug Task Force. Oh. All right. Yeah, y'all boys got some news? Yeah. Well, we're still in the cold open. Oh. 
Well, hold on. We'll keep the code open here to see who the first pick is in the NFL draft. Because the pick is in. The pick is in. The pick has been in since Tuesday, but here we are. Oh, those are nice uh, draft, draft day caps. caps. Yeah. The first pick of the 2023 NFL draft. The Carolina Panthers select not Bryce Young. No, nah, they're taking. No, Bryce I know they're taking. Day. That's not going to be funny if they're showing all the shit. Then there'll be Bryce. a trade before pick three. Watch it somehow involve. All right, this is my this is my prediction. Phoenix will trade with the Titans. Somehow Philly will be involved in it. That's how they end up getting Derrick Henry. Tennessee gets the third pick. They take C.J. Shroud, and it moves Phoenix out to where they don't have to worry about taking a quarterback, even though their quarterback's trash in the NFL. So how do you think Bryce is going to transition well? Bryce, the, he's the only of he's the top. Ready. He's the only one that's a pro-ready quarterback. The next closest, in my opinion, would be Hendon Hooker. Here we go. Yeah. Roll Tide. Bryce Young, the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. Johnny Viper, congratulations. you got a hell of a quarterback coming to your team. Look at Saban wearing that pink. <laughs> thought he was supposed to wear Aflac blue. Well, I think him and Jalen are kind of, or Bryce there is kind of matching. And before we, we cut, let's just say this. Alabama's quarterbacks were always looked at as not NFL quarterbacks. No, they I mean, just had to be there because the rest of the team They would get drafted was... like John Parker Wilson got drafted. A.J. McCarron got drafted. Um, uh, who else am I forgetting here? He's an analyst. Uh, he does the college football. Fuck, I know who you're talking about. Can't get over that big-ass half row. Well, the funny thing about that is RG3 said you got to make sure the hat fits. He goes, because mine didn't fit because he had the big braids when he got drafted. His didn't fit. Uh, McElroy. Yes, Greg McElroy. Yeah, so those were all quarterbacks that led Alabama to numerous national titles, but because they had Mark Ingram. Uh, shit, I'm forgetting all of them. All the badass running First backs. Alabama player drafted number one in common draft era. Really? That can't be right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, they've had a lot of players go was, first round, but they've never had a number one pick. But they always had the running back, so it was a run first team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But quarterbacks were great college quarterbacks. Much like I say Peyton wasn't a great college quarterback. Well, y'all might can answer me this yes or no, and I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is. Is a quarterback the most common number one overall draft pick in NFL history? No. No. Who's more common to get drafted number one overall? Here, well, here recently it's been quarterbacks. Because, yeah, you got to think, if you're the number one draft pick, if you're, if you're the number one team drafting, except for this year when there's like a trade. Right. But Carolina still had a bad year. Yeah. The number one team, isn't like the NBA where you have a draft lottery, you take like the eighth lowest teams and they do a raffle. Yeah. It is whoever has the absolute worst fucking record is who picks first. So... Ideally, you don't want to draft a quarterback that's going to be learning on the fly, but you have zero protection for him. Mm-hmm. Right. As your number one pick to where if it's – it's usually offensive linemen, honestly, I would say, would probably be your most number one picks. Mm-hmm. If you went back to the whole Going course back of the thinking, NFL, probably. it would probably be offensive linemen. Then after that, maybe a defensive end or something like that. Uh your specialists, your skill players, your running backs, your receivers, your tight ends, and your quarterbacks, 
very seldom go number one except for the last few years because there's there's actually stars now. There's actually yeah. guys that you can bring in. <coughs> right, uh, already made, made. Now, last year's quarterbacks, I don't think there was anybody that got drafted that started. No, I don't think so. But then you look like Tennessee took a quarterback last year. They're looking at taking a quarterback this year. Uh, San Francisco took a quarterback two years ago. He sit behind Garoppolo and Mr. Irrelevant from the draft last year. Uh, Green Bay drafted a quarterback two or three years ago to replace nine, Aaron Rodgers. Four, years, four ago. years ago to replace Aaron Rodgers. And he's only played when Rodgers is out hurt. So it's not always one of the things. Tua was the next highest. Yeah, fifth. Mac Jones, I still can't believe he went in the first round. Uh, Mac was good. Yeah, he was good. And here's the thing with that. You know, like I was saying, though, you look back at Alabama. Here lately they had, all right, you had Bryce this year. Last year you had uh, Mac Jones. No, that was two years ago. Two years ago. So You, you had, had Mac, Bryce for two years. Yeah, you had uh, Mac Jones. You had Bryce Young drafted as a quarterback. Tua Tungavaloa drafted as a quarterback. Mac Jones. And say what you want to, but he graduated from the University of Alabama and Jalen Hurts. That's four elite-level quarterbacks. And up until today, Jalen Hurts was the highest-paid player in the NFL. He is no longer. Lamar Jackson beat him by, like, I think it was $2 million. Damn. Now the Texans are on the clock and their pick is in. Yes, it was in fast. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll stay with this and we'll go... Do they draft a quarterback that they desperately need? Yeah, I think they're going to take CJ. Yeah. Or do they draft a running back or a defense that they desperately need? If they take a defense, I think they'll take Jalen Carter. I think Will Anderson's the first Here's defensive the player off the board. Here's the thing. Is Davis Mills your quarterback of the future? That's what they were arguing about. If you look at their quarterback room, it was like Davis Mills and two guys I've never heard of. But are they thinking that maybe – I don't know what other draft picks they have. But they do have a new head coach this year. Thank God it's an African-American coach in DeMarco Rhines. I think that's, that's who got it, wasn't it? Come over from Philly? I think so. Come over from San Francisco? But do they... How much input does he have on what it is? You know, that's usually the general manager. You know, coach don't well, get a lot of thing. input. But do they, are they if thinking that? If I was a GM, if I was the GM of a team, I would go to right, especially yeah. a coach that you just hired. Hey, I would go to the coach need? and be like, "What do you want? What or, do we need to get you? Or who yeah. do you want?" Because you got to think the coach right. is going to be one that's going to be coaching. We're picking people. two. Do you want us to get C.J. Stroud, uh, Hendon Hooker, Will Levis? Do you want a quarterback? Do you want to address defense right. and maybe wait until later rounds and try to get a quarterback that is fail? 23rd pick, Hendon Hooker. Who's, it, who's 23rd pick? Who's 23rd Minnesota. Mm. Learn under Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Cousins only got a year left on his contract. <clears throat> All right, here is the pick. They went quarterback. Smart move. Now, how does that affect this next draft? How does that affect this next draft pick? And I think CJ is the perfect fit for the Texans. I'm glad that Jalen didn't go to the Texans. Oh, definitely. Because it's going to be a complete rebuild. Where yeah. Carolina's got 
some good fundamental set, but now the next pick is the Arizona Cardinals, who are interested in trading. Titans were interested in trading up to get C.J. Stroud. So they give them Derrick Henry for this pick, along with some future picks? I don't think that would be enough for the third overall pick. I think you've got to give up whatever your pick is in this first round, mm-hmm. work out a deal to where Henry goes to Philly. But if their heart was set on C.J., did they have a backup plan that they would still initiate them to trade up? Do they like Will Levis enough? Do they like Anthony Richardson enough? Do they like uh, Hendon Hooker enough? Who, if you brought Hendon Hooker into Nashville, he's already got an inbuilt fan base. Exactly. Yeah. And he's gonna eliminate your problem when uh when the pocket collapses, because he can get the fuck out of there. Right. So we'll be interested to see, but uh, I guess we can take a break and come back with uh, some nerves. Nurse. Yep, definitely we'll take a break and I'm kind of sad. No smart ass comment to hit the stop button on. What's up, fuckers? What's up, guys? Hola, como esta? Muy bien, por he's, favor. He's live, baby, live. Yes, we are actually all together, except for that bitch-ass Will, who's, <laughs> I'm throwing up because I swallowed too much semen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, that's the last time we move shit around to accommodate Will. We do it on Tuesday because he's supposed to be off. He works in retail, hates his job. I can't, I got to cover from somebody Tuesday. All right, you off Thursday? Yeah, I'm off Thursday. We'll do it Thursday. All day long. Not a mention about, hey, guys, I'm sick. I can't make it. Well, I texted him earlier. I'm like, you still good? I said, you off? He's like, I'm off, but I'm throwing up. And I'm like, well, hopefully you'll feel better later. Yeah. Still, not a mention in the group chat of feeling... Hold on, people. We have a trade. Did Houston just trade? Yes. So they're going to get another one. They're taking Will Anderson. Oh, shit. They ain't fucking playing. So the Houston Texans just drafted C.J. Stroud as their franchise quarterback. Now they've made a trade with the number three picking Arizona Cardinals. It's not official. To back. Well, they, they sent the trade in. Well, Arizona will make the pick that... No, they'll do the trade, and they'll say that so-and-so is now on the clock for that pick. Is how they normally do Well, if time runs out, Arizona can pick who, they, who that Houston was going to draft, and then kind of like how they did Weber and Penny in the NBA draft. Text him and tell him... Uh, we're, we're doing news now. We'll call him in in just a second. He must have already got the call. Look at that face. Yeah. Okay, there's the... Doing, not sliding. 
Yeah, see, they trade the pick so they reset the clock so the Texans can make their pick. I want to know what they gave up for it, though. Yeah. All right, the pick is in. I promise we'll get live in a second. Just the, the first – the first, the first ten picks, because we pick at ten. And <laughs> Jason's team don't have a pick in the first round. Told you, I was, right. I was right. He played for Dallas, right? I think so. Yeah, he was a. I think he was the linebackers coach this past few years in San Francisco. Oh, bro, is happy, happy. That's like the guy, he looked like the guy that was eating pizza on the movie. <laughs> when Costner walks in. Yeah. I sent the pick in. We always do it together. I actually just saw that clip on TikTok today. That homeboy's feet going to stink when he get home. <laughs> he wearing old school Adidas's. See, the pick is in down here, but the clock's going on the Colts up there in the corner. Okay. Yeah, so as soon as their pick is in, the team, the next team's already on the clock. Yeah. All right, that's fast as fuck. Okay, but yeah, like we were saying a minute ago before the just, draft Just happened, bear with us, folks. Yeah, we like to uh, We are all together live except for Will because he is feeling under the weather. Swallowed too much semen. Got him a tummy mm-hmm. ache. But we do have a guest coming on with us tonight. Uh... Uh, I got a lot of reception when I put it on the socials. Well, not only that, a lot of other podcasts uh, have been trying to get Tyler on there. And I told Tyler we'd all quit if he did theirs before ours. Not the podcast. We quit RCW. (laughs) Well, because we've been talking and trying to get him on for... Yeah, and it's just never worked out. So after he heard Aiden's podcast last week, he goes... He's about half buzz. He said, shit, I'll do it. So we didn't let him out of it. Nope. Nope. I say they take Will Anderson. Will Anderson. Oh, we're picking 10th Carter. and 30th. Oh, damn. Carter was one we were rumored but to be getting. the 10th was from the trade. The trade. The third pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Hurry up, Roger. The Houston Texans collect Will Anderson Jr. Two Bama boys in the top three picks. You motherfuckers can have your natty, you bunch of Georgia bitches. Where's your draft day guys at? They're not one or three. <laughs> and guess what? Your quarterback won't be drafted at all. He'll be playing in the XFL. I hope not. I like the XFL. Yeah. If he comes to the USFL, he can go to anywhere but Birmingham. I will switch fan teams if he comes to Birmingham. Don't go to Birmingham. Don't go to Memphis. Get the fuck away from this area. I like the showboats <laughs> uniforms. Go to Philly. Hey, his hat fits. Look, he winked at the camera. <laughs> All right, so welcome to another exciting edition of Turn the Buckle Podcast. May not be exciting for you listening to this. Uh, if you're not a football fan. <laughs> the the news segment in the opening, because we are going to have breaks for the, the draft, I'm sure. But uh, right. Texans pick is in. Motherfucker, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm be like Brody, Mr. Right. Brody Lee. I can tell you the next pick, too. Indy's going quarterback, Will, Will Levis. Levis. Seattle, that's the one I'm – they need a quarterback. No, they don't. They got Geno. Geno tore it up last Gino's year. Geno's 107 years old, my guy. And Tom <laughs> Brady's 900. Tom Brady's won how many championships, though? Yeah, but Geno's actually doing oh, good. Hey, did you see that? That's a Georgia quarterback that got sacked by Will Anderson. I see that. Mississippi State quarterback's going to get the same thing, though. God damn, he's just fucking up all the bulldogs. Look, you can't stop him, though. He's he about to get one of them bears. No, that's Ole Miss. 
Remember when they become the Bears to get away from the Rebels for like a season? They still the Rebels. Remember that though? They the Barney Rebels. Damn. God damn. That was a Lettyette though. Oh, this one's gonna be nasty. That's a D one. That's a D two school. I took it easy on him. That's Utah State. So I say that one D two. That was Utah State. That was Utah State. <laughs> That's like low level LCS Division three. That's the bowl game. Yep. That's another thing about those two players right there, Will Anderson and uh, Bryce Young. Both of them knew they were going to be top-level picks coming into the draft, but they still played basically in a meaningless game. Yeah. Dutchtown High School. Nice. Still played in a meaningless bowl game where everybody, even Will Levis, the quarterback that's probably getting drafted next, opted out of his draft game. And the good thing is Will Levis don't have to change cleats or anything. His uniform will still match. That's true. Now, I will go on record as saying if he's taken next, he's probably the highest Kentucky player ever drafted. No. No? Tim Couch, number one overall. I forgot about Tim Couch. I can't remember, forget about remember Tim Couch. Remember the fat quarterback from yeah. Kentucky? That dude uh, was Jared a, Lorenzen. That dude was badass. All right. The last team he played for... He was over 400 pounds still playing quarterback. Wasn't he doing a River Monsters. League or something like that? It was some kind of BF League or something like that. But BFE it was like, League? Yes. I think I've wrestled in that league before. But it was like the River Monsters was the name of the team he played for. That sounds like a double-A ball team. Goddamn. He, he, he passed away. I'd heard that. The Carolina Mudcats. Like, see, he's saying best available. See, it's like Will Evans is second. And Carter was first. Robinson's third. He's rumored to be one of uh, Philly's picks. I would rather us not get him. I'd rather us get either uh, the corner Porter from uh, Penn State that I showed you earlier in the interview. Okay. Or Jalen Carter with a draft. I'd rather draft, you know, do some kind of trade with maybe that 30th pick to get Derrick Henry. That big W.A. gold lapel. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. God damn that chain. Damn the chain. Look at that trophy hanging from his neck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shit. Oh. He done, done spent his, his NIL money gone now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Joshua. Let's uh start going what over some, some of the nudes. Alrighty. What you want, little girl? Well, one of the first, one of the big notes was that uh, CM Punk was backstage at Raw this past Monday. Um, of course, Raw was in Chicago. His hometown. Yeah, so not too uncommon, but it's been to Chicago plenty of times. So. Well, if you actually, one report I read said that he was in Florida yes. doing commentary for whatever that fight was. Yeah, that cage fight in the championship. And when he flew out of Tampa, he was on the flight with a bunch of current WWE stars and found out the show was in Chicago, so he stopped in. And he had a couple people let him to the back. Yeah, the, like some of the boys let him in. What he is actually it? Brother behind the computer screen right there with his hair up, kind of uh-huh. halfway looked like Drew Delight. And dude right there, oh, God damn, that was uh, dude the, the owner. Dude in the front row looked dead. That's the owner of the Colts. He looked dead. Who's he look, that? He looked like goddamn uh, Triple H and the Undertaker had a baby. Ugh. Yeah, I just don't see Anthony Richardson being 
could he play in the NFL? Yeah, he's extremely talented, but I don't see a first-round pick in Anthony Richardson at all. And it wouldn't surprise me if he was going right now. No, this is all Will Levis. Let's, let's see who this pick is right here, why Josh beats his child. Bear with us just a second as Indianapolis Colts are on the board. Wow. wow. Jason called that one. He was number five on best available list. Will Levis was two. They seen something in him. You got to look, too. They'll rotate. One of them be Kuypers, and the other one is, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, McShay. Yeah. All right, who's next? Seattle. Seattle. And you don't think Seattle goes quarterback? It would surprise me if they did. Detroit, I don't think it goes quarterback. No, Detroit's not going quarterback. They've got Goff, unless they're getting the successor to Goff, but Goff's not that well, old I yet. I wouldn't get a successor to Goff yet. No, Goff's not that old yet. Tell okay, him, but back to CM we'll Punk. Call him on your phone. Uh, back to CM Punk. He got he got backstage. He the was the boys to, led him backstage. Yeah, apparently he cleared the air with Miz, and he even talked to Triple H for a little bit. And he asked her, like, hey, do you mind if I stay backstage? She's like, not my call. We'll Let me talk to the big guy. But apparently they did have a conversation. He said, after everything's done, if you got time, I'd like to have a conversation with you. Um, they also said he stayed in a common area. He didn't go in anybody's dressing room. He didn't go out of sight. Uh, now here, after we said all this, two things have been rumored. What are y'all's takes on it? Some people are saying it was to clear the air for it. An eventual return. WWE return. He's never going to return to WWE as long as Vince has anything to do with it. Uh, hopefully Vince will be out soon anyway. Well, we're hoping that, but... Or... We've been hoping it, that for how long now? Was it what I think, and it was a publicity stunt to bring up... I don't think he did it intentionally, but I think the dirt sheets getting out there made it to where it was keeping his name relevant for this AEW return. Yeah. And also, man. He's smart. What do we always say? Life's too short to hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. Maybe Punk finally realized, you know. I've been, a, I've been a dick a little bit. Yeah. I could have handled that better. I didn't have to walk out. And maybe he was just there to make amends and clear his conscience. I mean, they are literally right down the street from his house. If they told him no, he just leaves. I don't think it was a publicity stunt. And the thing that they, you know, they made him leave because he's under contract to another company. That's bullshit because they, they didn't ask Ricky Starks to leave. They didn't ask Ricky Starks to leave, no. They don't ask anybody to leave. Uh, Alistair's been backstage to see Zelina plenty of times. People do that all the time. Alistair and Buddy were at oh, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Don't do that. Who they comparing to? McNabb? McNabb. Yeah, don't do that. I looked up and seen Eagles and a black guy. I knew it was McNabb. I was hoping it wasn't Vic. Ronnie Pete. I like Rodney Pete. <laughs> I was also a big Andre Ware fan. I remember that game. I do too. I was going for the orange team. <laughs> I was going for the white team. Yeah, I didn't do too good that game, did you? No, we won that game. That was the first game of the national championship. That's right. Team. That was 98. We won 31 to 30. I remember that because I thought we was going to lose the whole game. Again, with him being an eagle, I got to say it. How did Josh quarterback get drafted the next year? Because Donovan got drafted high and led his team to a Super Bowl. 
Now I can't really say that. I take that back because I'm a huge T. Martin fan. T. Martin is greater than Peyton Manning Agreed. in college. Agreed. And if Tennessee wasn't such a racist institution, he would have something named after him. He did. He had a road. He had a road. It's now Hooker Boulevard. No, that's Russell. That's over here. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was so hoping you'd bite on that bit. That one actually <coughs> surprises me, but kid is athletic. All right, what's next after CM Punk? Oh, well, I think it was a publicity stunt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he went out there, but... But I think he also wanted to clear the air, too. It was a little bit of both. He had a little bit of both. He's not going back to WWE's, I don't think, at all. I don't think he would go back even if the heat was there for the... Basically the same reason Dak said they didn't go back to travel. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, he probably doesn't want to go back to And honestly, anybody that's up there at levels of the... The bump card almost expiring, as we say in the business. Why would you want to travel all those days, work all the house shows, mm-hmm. do all these premium live events when you can make more money For doing TV once or maybe twice a week now and doing a pay per view every quarter? Yeah. And keep your body healed up. Why is she walking around like Tony Robbins on stage? <laughs> <laughs> For for those of you who don't know who Tony Robbins is, Google it. Oh God, I popped myself for that one. <laughs> oh. All right, next up. Well, hold on. Oh, yep. Before you leave Monday night, something else big happened Monday night. The WWE World Heavyweight Title. But if you go back and listen to the promo, the Triple, consolation prize. Triple H shit all over Roman. He shit all over him. Roman has negotiated himself to where he doesn't have to defend the title regularly. While that's great for Roman, and it sounds like something I would have done back in the day, it's not good for WWE, the whole company, and it's not good for you fans. You literally just shit on the man you're fucking pushing to the moon. Good. No, it's not. You gotta have some kind of consistency there. I get what he's saying. It was a rah-rah speech to make the fans actually care about this new belt. It's a rah-rah speech, and it's a Roman doesn't give a shit about you guys' speech to try to get him more over. That's where it should have stopped. But when he said, and it hurts the WWE, then why wouldn't you just say, hey, in all your title defenses, everyone, even Heyman's barred from ringside. Why wouldn't you say, you're going to defend this title every TV Yeah, make it make so sense. So you just made yourself look stupid in that situation. But they did debut a new WWE World Heavyweight title, which will shit on the design, and he's going to have to get over that shit because they're always going to have their branding on it. But I showed you all the concept art that it could have been. It could have been a lot worse. I really, I actually I like, like this. It's basically an updated version of gold. the... WCW NWA world title, the big gold belt. It's the big gold with about... The only difference is instead of the intricate swirl patterns, it's got some of those on it. It's got two lines on each side. It's got a globe in the middle, which I love about having a globe or an eagle. You know, eagle, eagle, globe. Smoky Mountain's got a crown, which is badass. So Yes, it is. But... And that's about the size of the WWE logo yeah, it's on not it. Huge. It's the size of the crown on the Smoky Mountain It's not title. huge at all. And it's got the WWE branded logo on Of course, it's got 
elongated big gold side plates, mm-hmm. you know, like all their belts do for the interchangeable nameplates. Don't hate that at all. The big gold had the nameplate that you took off the actual belt. But uh, did you hear my idea for what I wanted? Hold on just a second. Somebody in one of the belt groups did do something I think would have looked better. They did it two ways. They blacked out the banners where it says world head, world champion because the belt doesn't say heavyweight. So I was thinking maybe they're not going to do heavyweight, but Hunter called it the world heavyweight. But they blacked out the banner like how the Smoky Mountain and the world class is yeah. where that gold popped better. Then in another one, they just blacked out the letters in it so it stood out and popped better. So I like that too, but I think the belt's good. But I do think Jason hit the nail on the head. It's a cancellation prize. Now, the three people that's rumored to win the title, Seth, Seth, Cody, and Drew. Drew's not at a level he's built himself back up to where he's credible to be a world champion, in my opinion. No. Seth needs to be away from any title for a long time. And if you put that belt on Cody, it everything. kills everything that you built with Cody. Exactly. I wouldn't hate having Ballard get it. Somebody pitched that. I, mean, I wouldn't hate having AJ if he was able to come back and get it. Yeah. Here's one thing I like. I heard somebody talking. Shit, put it on somebody unexpected. Put it on Damian Priest. I would not hate that. I like it on. But this one guy uh, on. You said no quarterback. Let's see who they pick. Keep going up. Hey, quarterback, Illinois. Hey. It's Pops' kid. I was about to say. He gets up there and does the bang, bang, bang. His pads go bang, bang, bang. <laughs> so the Seahawks, if you're a Seahawks fan, fan pick quarterback from Illinois, Devin Corner. Witherspoon. Cornerback. Did Corner. I say quarter? I you said quarter. Corner. Corner. Like that. I'm country. It all sounds the same. The CB, defensive. That's a pretty motherfucker right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you play on soap operas? <laughs> it did look like it. Yeah, if you don't get drafted, I'll be aged. All right, so your idea was... Oh, well, I, I can't take credit for it. I heard the guy talking about it on uh, TikTok. Bam! God, God damn. damn! All it's... Ooh! Shit! Motherfucker can fucking... Okay, if you've never seen this kid play, which I haven't, yeah. maybe in a passing game, look up Devin Witherspoon and just... Nice pass breakup, but that hit... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the hit in the Indiana game. Well, the hit said recognition, and this says ball skills. Oh, through two guys. Run support. Y'all a little warm, or is it just me? A little bit, a little bit. Hell yeah. All right, so your idea that you can't take credit for was? Uh, it said in the draft. Uh-huh. SmackDown's going to have the number one pick because it's on starting on SmackDown. Okay. So, of course, so why would they Roman? They'll yeah, take Roman. Fox wants Roman. They're going to take Roman. Okay. Then they said, for the number one pick for Raw, they said, go outside the box. Don't think who's going to be the world champion. Don't go Cody. They said, Cody's on this redemption storyline now where he's got to build himself back up. Right. Drafting him first wouldn't help build him up. It would put him... Back in the quote main event picture, blah blah, whatever. With a, a hand given title. They said, draft Gunther number one. I don't hate that. It I said, honestly like it better if you would get the Intercontinental title back on Raw and the US title back on SmackDown like it was in the original draft. Yes. 
Well, they said uh, that would put the Intercontinental title back. It would put it as a main feature until, because you drafted him first until, you know, it moves up and you've got the title on there. Well, if you do that, then I would put that belt on Gunther. It's going to make my pick. I'd put, I would put the belt on Gunther. It's going to make Gunther a big deal because the, you did draft him above uh, Seth Rollins, above Cody, Cody Rhodes, above, above Lashley, right. above, above everybody. Lashley, yeah. I would, I would and I'm like, man, that's, favor of that. And I'm just sitting here like, man, that's good shit. But I would, if if he won, I would immediately strip the Intercontinental title. I would not make him lose it beforehand because no. to me, when they do that, it takes away. Agree. I would have him win and then your next Raw, because I wouldn't even do wait for a PLE, your next Raw would be, every men's match would be it would be an eight-man tournament to crown the new Intercontinental Champion. It would draw ratings. Yeah. Eight-man tournament, because seven matches. Because guaranteed to see... A new champion. Yes. It would draw ratings. And if you do it right... Could you put it on that? Well, you end your first round at the top of the hour. You end your semis at the top of the second hour. Then you fill in with your women's stuff for that last hour. And then your main event is the end of the night. But yeah, I because would, first round is four matches. Yeah, I would put Gunther. I would put this mo this new belt on Gunther hands down. Oh yeah, there would be no no ifs ands or buts about that. But also, I wish the draft was different than the way they do it now. I wish it was one night, like it used to be, where they come out, they do their picks, they pick like three or four people, they go to a match. Right. I don't even like the qualifying. Like whoever wins this match gets the next pick. I don't like that. Do it like no. they did the first draft with Flair and McMahon. You pick two or three, however it was like, they did, they go to commercial, they come back, they do a match, two or three. Then when it's done, almost like the NFL. I'm going to see them on the screen. You'll see you the rest your, of them. You can, you can log in to www.com or they have a streaming platform. Stream the rest of them. Go to Peacock to see the rest of the draft for the next two hours. Put it on, yeah. And See, you do, I don't it on, like, you do it on SmackDown, yeah. I mean, that's your highest rated show right now. It's drawn almost, and not only that, almost it's a on, million more, and it's on a huge network. That, and it's on Friday. Yes. So you're not going to have that whole, oh, I've got to get up Tuesday morning to work. I've got to o'clock to watch the show. Then I've got to stay up two hours to watch the draft. It's over at 10 o'clock on a Friday. Two more hours you can turn midnight. Over. Plus, logical thinking. You don't want people watching the competition. You give them right. something to watch to where they don't switch over to AEW. That's how I would do it. But, I mean, you know, what That's the fuck do I know about wrestling? <laughs> right. All right. The answer's a lot, motherfuckers. Well, before you go on, I was going to say... I know you don't watch it, but in 21 years of American Idol, mm-hmm. this has hands down been the best singers they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm literally sad when somebody leaves and we're just now at the top 20. Oh, wow. Sure. There's only one on there that I don't like. Don't get me wrong. girl's phenomenal. But she doesn't sing my kind of music. Everybody else? Shit, I'd buy their record right now. Damn. Hell yeah. But no, I don't like them doing the two nights of the draft because they're like... You get people down there and they'll fucking... Just for example, they'll draft... Kai and Ty with the twelfth pick on night one, yeah, and then come back on night two with their first pick and draft Drew McIntyre, yeah. 
Because they're like, they're not going to draft all the top stars because they only give them this pool to choose from on night one. Or you've always got that to where a women's champion gets drafted. So the last pick on the second night is, oh, the other women's champion's got to go to the other brand. Right. And another thing, is there some kind of chicanery that gets set up to where maybe the Usos win Friday night? But the contract actually doesn't say for the universe for the undisputed tag titles. It says for like Raw or SmackDown tag titles. Is that how they can break up the tag titles? I could see that happening. That's what they need to do. Oh, there it is. Cardinals Lions trade. Oh. So the Cardinals traded the third pick away. We still don't know what that trade was. But they trade back to get the sixth overall pick. Lions gave up the twelfth. In the what? Well, I don't know. No, they got the 12th. They, uh, this was a Lions pick right here. So the Cardinals traded back up 2-6 with their Lions had, and they gave up two picks. Okay. Well, two later round picks. Bear but, you know, with us a second again. We'll see who the pick is. We know they don't need quarterback because they got Kyler Murray. I mean, maybe they do need a quarterback, but... But they also need protection. Yeah, yeah I don't I like the game. I don't like the two night draft. I don't either. Okay. Oh. Okay. Got that protection yeah. collar. What I tell you, offensive lineman. I told you they need to draft protection, and they did. All right, what else you got there for us on news-wise? Joshua. Right. The Grizzled Young Vets got recently had asked for their release. Um, and it said it was granted. But a report come out and said, report that it, out was said it was granted. And then they're like, no, never mind. They were on mind. TV the next week. If you remember, I was like, bro, they're on TV. Yep, so both of them went on Twitter and said that there was denied the release and that their contract expires on October 15th of this year. And they look forward well, to seeing everybody. One's the 14th, one's the 15th, or one's the 15th, yeah. one's the 16th. Yeah. They're on opposite days somehow. But here's the deal with that. They don't appear to be resigning, though. Well, no. Uh, no, they're not Schism was on TV this past week, and it was just Ava and Joe Gacy. Gacy. And Gacy's rumored to be one of the main call-ups from NXT. Oh, okay. Actually, the only two they've talked about is Gacy and Core Jade. Actually, Core Jade was on main event. Dark so they're already feeling her out. I mean, no offense, but I think Zoe Stark should go up before Corey Jade. I agree. But Zoe Stark doesn't match that what Vince McMahon looks for. Right. Anyway. But you know, their only logic on that was like, well, she's already been women's champion and tag champ. What left is there for her to do here? Which I get that. Hey, he don't have to change cleats either. They match his uniform. <laughs> what else we got there, Josh? Now it's time for the race. I should read this. Oh, that's a I gained a lot of respect. Yeah, he is. I that's a high school kid. Oh, dang. What the hell? Well, ain't built him like that when I was in high school. Man, I like his chain. You see the PJ? Yeah. I'd have switched to only basketball and baseball. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Josh Massey in a suit looks happy. I thought that was due from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> Josh Massey. <laughs> I've always said that. I told you about meeting the one, didn't I, when we were in D.C.? Uh-huh. Uh, the older-looking guy. What's his name? Q? Or Joe? The ball-headed, ball-headed or one? Not the chubby one, not Ace Rockwell, the one that's got the big nose. Oh, Joe. Yeah. 
bro, we're literally sitting there, uh, you know, walking kills me. And literally, in D.C., you can't drive. No, you walk everywhere. Well, you ride the train to where your central location is. Of course, that was fun riding the subway. This subway was above ground like in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Not underground like in New York. No, but anyway, no. so like, everybody's up there. You know, I'm doing, I've done my thing around the Lincoln Memorial. So I'm tired. I'm sitting there. Uh, just kind of sitting there. And I look up and do something beside me. He goes, What's up, man? I was like, what's up, dude? He where are you from? I said, right outside of Chattanooga, a little town called Chickamauga. He said, the battlefield. I was like, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> he was like, I get that a lot. <laughs> and I was like, bro, you just out here in the public? He said, I'm hoping nobody will recognize me. About that time, you start hearing people just, is that, is that? And he goes, yes, that is. What's your name? Bethers. Yes, that's Ben Thrasher. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he goes, Nice to meet you. Got to go. And his security got right behind him. <laughs> Off they were. That would have been the best time for anybody to ever go to the Lincoln Memorial because they wasn't a motherfucker there. Damn. Everybody's chasing after him. The kids come out. You know how much they like the show. Hey, that hat's not legal. Yeah, no doubt. You know how much they like the show. And uh, I snuck a selfie with him. I was like, yeah, I can't believe who I just seen. They was like, who? And I was like, where is he? I was like, right, if you know anything about the Lincoln Memorial, it's here. The Washington Memorial is this way. Mm-hmm. And I said, See that C party? Said yes. Yeah, he's in the front of it. <laughs> just now, randomly uh, look over and just see dude from Impractical Joker. But we, you remember the? It's like the third potatoes? look. We're like, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! You remember the Scoopski potatoes skit? Yeah. That was in a fuck little little place in Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Hell, fucking no. The fucking right off fifty nine. Trenton? Yes, it was in Trenton. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice, I didn't know that. Only reason I know that, I was watching uh, everybody at the table where well, he was doing their, the... They got their draft board stopped. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Everybody, hey, there's you. That's pretty boy. Who is that? Christian Gonzalez. Of course. He even has a soup, uh, soap opera name. Yeah. My name is Christian Gonzalez. Look at that suit, though. Boy, clean. But no, the whole Skooski Potatoes table that they were sitting at yeah. had Dade County Wolverine shirts oh, and shit nice. on. And then I was looking oh, around. Oh, you're going to get a cease and desist. Yeah, the Braves, uh, They've been that was their, home, their run home run celebration. celebration. They'd oh, get shit. in the dugout, put one of those big hats on, and just like high-fiving down the dugout. And it looks so funny, especially on Ozzy's little ass, because like, you can't see nothing. Oh Major League Baseball made them quit because uh, new, era. new Era that does the caps yeah. got pissed off. I was like, "That's not a New Era branded cap. They can't do that no more." Bro, I told them I'd go to the I'd go to the print shop, have them print me up a New Era logo and an MOB logo, paste them on it. Our New Era is going to create one now. I don't think they can because that the company that makes those. I thought it was just like a fan that gave it to them. Mm-mm. Oh. No. Uh, one of the Braves bought it and gave it to Ozzy in the first week okay. of the season. But no, them hats are everywhere, dude. They were on yeah, everybody's all the college football. Yeah. yeah. What else we got there, Josh? All right, our, so, our guest is impatient. Yeah, he's ready. I think he's nervous. So, after I read this, I earned a lot of, I gained a lot of respect for Tiffany Stratton. Just phenomenal talent. So, she was on Busted Up Radio. Boobs and, are way too big. She was on Busted Up Radio, and she was asking what she thought she In the gear, yeah, it's like super spillage. In her clothes, they look great. Out of her clothes, they probably look great. But she had a huge boob job and still wears a push-up bra on her gear. Gotcha. 
So she was asking what she thought she needed to improve on. She's like, she said, I think I have every single component on what it takes to become a superstar. I think I lack in the ring when it comes to selling and psychology. And that's where I need to improve and I need to improve quickly. That's my number one factor right there. Well, I'll say this after watching Tuesday night. Hey. She needs to learn how to carry a fucking match. And so does Roxanne Perez. Well, because when Indy, you have Indy on there? Uh, if not, yeah, we'll, yeah, I've got okay. it on there. We'll go ahead and take it right now. Yeah. Uh, three-way match, main event. Uh, NXT Spring Break-In uh, three-way match women's title Indy Hartwell defended against uh, Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton uh, Tiffany does a moonsault no a senton it was a moonsault it's senton because she landed flat yes yes. she hits a flipping senton uh, and somehow Indy's right ankle and leg gets pinned behind her she essentially did you see it oh yeah oh it was bad i didn't see it live luckily they showed well, replay i saw it live and i'm like oh shit she's hurt see i wasn't paying attention to how she took it because they really didn't catch tiffany yeah but she took a flat back from the top rope so that's what i was watching but i rewind it and showed josh i'm like watch her well, ankle i didn't rewind it they showed a replay of it and what had happened was her ankle yeah, right. wrestling boots don't give you the bend like a shoe or a well, wrestling she couldn't shoe get it out from under her either. Right. And so it bent her ankle and her leg under her whole body weight. She's bridged behind it. And uh give her credit, she went and probably got it taped up because you mm -hmm. see her unlacing her boot when the trainers get there. She probably got it taped up and you could tell on her face the pain she was in as she limped to the ring. But in that time that it took for Andy to get cleared and come back those two girls had zero clue what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, they were lost. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, defensive end, goes to the... Darius. Atlanta could be in the market for a quarterback. Yep. No, no, they drafted that Spencer kid from Cincinnati last year. Okay. Remember, because he stepped behind, uh, behind Mariota. Who is now a Philadelphia Eagle. I still can't believe fucking Cleveland lost to Atlanta when all they did was run the fucking ball. <coughs> Who is Mariota's now an eagle. We tried to get him years ago. Chip Kelly wouldn't make the trade. And after they showed the trade, bro, all you got to know is Fletcher Cox was in the deal, and he wouldn't make the trade. But uh, what else we got news-wise there? Much respect to Indy, but yeah. it was horrible trying to watch those two girls struggle because it was – it was well for one thing that's why they're in developmental bad. they're they're learning right so i mean you don't expect them to be perfect the whole time or anything like that but at least she knows she needs to work and she's not out there going i'm right. the greatest ever and, and she's not like adam page and like you know fuck I mean, your uh, fuck your advice fuck yeah. your criticism i'm done with this i know what i'm doing well, let's stick with nxt real quick because apparently so is out with the acl tear but the rumors are going around that there's it's like four so that made that's why they did the the vtr then of her yeah. getting beat down by a mystery woman. yeah she tore acl but apparently there's been four pc recruits that have had acl tears and rumors going around that they're overtraining these people with their strength and conditioning so a lot of people are having these acl and mcl tears in the PC. I don't so. know how you can overtrain an NIL athlete. Yeah, for real. That's right. All, that's all they've done their whole life. Yeah. You got them Dion glasses on. Yeah. Speaking of NXT real quick, you had made a comment the other day about uh, Valkyra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, did you watch all of NXT? It was on. I don't think. She did the job. I figured. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she did the job. 
Which, like I said, it's crazy how they bring her in, make a big deal about her coming in, and she hasn't done shit. They have her job decor as somebody they're wanting to bring to the main roster. Leave her at home on Tuesday. Oh, goddamn. That's probably the greatest. I don't know, that suit's pretty badass, too. Yeah. While we're talking about Vegas, how about the Oakland A's leaving Oakland? Is that 100% confirmed? Not yet, but they've got the money to build a stadium, and Oakland's not putting up any money. So that would be two teams that uh, Oakland has lost. The only one they've kept is, well, they're not really in Oakland. They're more San Francisco is the Warriors. The Warriors. Damn. All right, next up. So a while back, AEW trademarked a term that we now believe is going to be for a new weekly Saturday television show. show. AEW Collision. Collison. Collison. Collison course. So, and it's rumored that it's going to be That sounds like announced. an ESPN show where, like, an old quarterback analyzes prospects for the draft. Right. <laughs> it's rumored to be announced in June. and Chris Collinsworth r- host. <laughs> Col- <laughs> and it's rumored that it's going to initiate a brand split between Dynamite and Collision, and mainly for people that don't want to work with Punk and be on one show, and people that are okay with working with Punk and be on that show. Okay, we talked about that last week, but let me add this caveat to it. Who gets what slot? Yeah. Who gets what time slot? Because if you get the Wednesday night time slot that's been established for three years, you've already got a win. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you put a Saturday But also slot. being said, if you put wrestling that people enjoy on one, the on Saturday show, you're still going to get hit. People's probably not going to watch it live. No. The only time I watch uh, Rampage live is when it's live. If it's a tape show, yeah. I already know what's going to happen. And I can't watch rest. I can go back and watch old stuff that I know happened because that's nostalgia. But if I already know the results, I have no interest in watching your product because I know what it's going to. Unless it's something like a debut or something, I'll go to see the reaction maybe or I'll go check it online. Yeah, or somebody's like, you've got to go out of your way to see this match. Yeah. Then yeah, I'll go to my way to see it. But for the most part, if it's on, and like right now, wrestling is not on hardly ever because it's, it's, well, speaking of that, let's turn over and see what the score is. Because it's uh, playoff season. Oh, damn good game. Damn. Uh, for you basketball fans, game six of the Hawks versus Celtics is in the second quarter. And, and it tied. is at 46-46 all. <coughs> seven minutes and 50 seconds remain in the half. Back to the draft. <laughs> and like I said, regardless of who wins that series, I want it to go seven games because it gives Joel time to heal. But I would like to see Atlanta win because we've had trouble with Boston. I think they actually swept us this year. Plus, we owe Atlanta for putting us out of the playoffs two years ago when you and I were in Atlanta for the Braves game. Yup. But I think another show could be good. I mean, they the, the talent they got on that, they can split it up easily, give more people time to... But here's the thing. But though. if you're splitting the show... What title is going with show? You've got to create all new belts. You've got to have a new champion. Or are you going to have your world champion float both shows? I'd have him float both shows. I'd have him float both shows, but what if it's somebody that don't want to work with these guys? That's where Tony needs to say, look, I pay your salary. Quit being a fucking bitch. You're going to work who you're scripted, who you're booked to work against. This yeah. shit isn't fucking real. Quit fucking being a bitch, or I can take if my you, title. Be a you, fucking professional. If you don't like it. Give me my title, and you can stay on the show. Relinquish your belt if you have one. 
send me your resignation letter, and I'll give you your outright release. No, no matter who it is. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're the Bucks, Kenny, MJF, or goddamn. Well, fucking, according to what they said on All Access, they won't let Punk talk to him. Kenny wasn't coming back to wrestling and coming back to AEW unless he got the team with the Bucks. That's where I say, oh, if that's that's the case. See what Vince will offer you. At some point, he's got to be a businessman and not a not a mark. Exactly, because supposedly Omega's fine and willing to do business. So is Jericho. Punk said that he's trying to reach out to the Bucks. Matt that? Sales, this is for you. Your Falcons are on the clock. No, their pick is in. Oh, your pick is in. Chicago. It's supposedly Punk has oh, told not to. I know one Chicago Bears fan. Jaden, your team or not Jaden? Jordan, your team is on the clock. All right, y'all run through news. I got a tinkle. Okay, no care. Oh, here's one. Maybe. Oh, here's one. So, uh, Naomi has apparently signed with Impact Wrestling. And changed her name. What's she going under? I don't remember. I don't remember. She's well, supposed she to be, be Naomi. She's supposed to be debuting this weekend at their um, show. Debuting. Debut. 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 Well, see, that's... That's fine. I mean, you know she get. Oh, okay. That's why I ain't. Gonna, I'm gonna be nice. Yeah, you be nice. Well, it's big brother, big sister. I was gonna say, who are these fuckers? But yeah. why are they announcing Atlanta's pig? Because. But they're big brothers, big sisters of fucking Kansas, Kansas City. City. Is there not a big brother and big sisters in Atlanta? Yeah, but they're in Kansas City for the draft. That's why they're doing that. Normally, they bring. He is nervous as shit. Okay, but yeah, she can't be Naomi because that's a WWE trademark thing. Could they select Atlanta Face running back from John Robinson? Robinson. But yeah, I think that's a great get for Impact. Naomi's a hell of a worker. That women's division in Impact has always been top notch. They've got a damn good women's division and it's going to replace. Fuck you too. Love you too. And it's going to replace. Jordan Grace that's supposedly leaving. Well, yeah, she's done all she can so do. That's gonna be. I don't know where she goes What's now. Up, fuckers. Sorry, I had to say hey. Oh, it's okay. Uh, the dude's here. The dude. <laughs> <laughs> See, man. Oh, oh we're getting. <laughs> and taller. Aw, oh, you've been taller for like ten years. Yeah. <laughs> get it from my daddy. He's like six <laughs> But no, uh. Jordan Grace is supposedly out of uh, Impact, so that's a... I don't see her going to WWE. Oh, shit. Ben, the Bears traded the pick to the Eagles. You better pinch that off and get in here. I'm still French fries. They traded the pick, so Philly moved up one. So who'd they move up to get? And they got the pick in already. Because Atlanta took uh, Bijan from Texas. Atlanta took Bijan from Texas? Yeah. Uh, dude from Georgia. Yeah, they'll get Jalen. Or Porter from uh, Penn State. Yeah, Kenzie's going to sleep, so I told her to send Davey in here. That's yeah. Yeah, impact is a good get. That's a good, that's actually a good draft for Atlanta. I agree. 
It gives, uh, what's his name? Is it Spencer Radler? No, because he's the guy that's in South Carolina now. Riddler? It was, uh, Spencer Rattlers. He was in Oklahoma. He transferred to South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, he's the guy that murdered y'all. Yeah. Whatever his name is, he's the kid that was at Cincinnati that led them when Alabama whooped that ass in the... The playoff? The, uh, whatever you call it, yeah. So, that's a big back to help protect him in the backfield if it collapses. He's also a strong back to get out of the backfield, too. Yeah. All right, know, so I, what else besides Naomi? So, as of April 25th, Fight TV had posted that AEW Dark Elevation had just shown their last episode. So, no more Dark Elevation, which is, I mean, it's fine. It's still well, is it no more Dark Elevation completely, or is it just no more on Fight? Because that was one of their YouTube things. It was just being shown on Fight for whatever. I hadn't heard well, clarification in, on that. Well, it said, um, please. Um, oh, Howie, what'd you do, son? Tune into this special. Why he look like B. Collins? That's Howie. What? Well, I heard GM. The description on. Look like B. Collins. The description on there said, "Enjoy this special and final episode of AEW Dark Elevation." See, they did the same thing with the NWA though. Um, when they went to YouTube exclusively, so I don't know. Hmm. I don't even think we can get here in the states. I don't think we can get that on our fight TV. Because remember. Every time they say something about Fight TV for the pay-per-views, yeah. internationally. It's international, yeah. So, maybe they signed a deal with some kind of international market to get the Dynamite, not, not Dynamite, Elevation shown over there. All right. And since this is, we're going to be talking about WWE here on this one. How about another lawsuit for the WWE? Oh, yeah. What up, girl? Picks in, Kenzie. Hmm? Picks in. Picks in. Are they interviewing Bijan first? You know who Jacksonville's going to draft? Chris Irvine. Uh, Tied in from Winnipeg. Goddamn Pegger. Goddamn Pegger. Your dad don't know how to put it in either. In that area. No, well, he did too well. That's why. What? Yeah, you need so to on the way home. We're taking back roads the whole way. Oh, you need um, to on the way home. Well, yeah, I forgot. There's to tell two you. big ass concerts going on in right across tomorrow. the street from each other. Who? Janet Jackson's at State Farm Arena. Right across the street at the Mercedes-Benz Dome is T Swizzle. Fuck T Swizzle. But Janet Jackson playing, and I'm going to see damn Cody Johnson. I would. Tate off Switler. I'd you can't. Swift, you too. can't afford tickets for Janet Jackson. I, mm, can't afford tickets for Taylor Swift either. Hey, we don't talk like that on this podcast. No, we don't. This is a Christian-based podcast. Listen, she's hot. Fucking lesbian. Hey, if I was to Hey. Hang on. Hold on. Okay, so we trade the ninth overall. We get the overall pick. Trade the tenth. And a a fourth-round pick next year. Y'all got for. That still confuses me why y'all would jump up just the one. Carter's the only one. No, Carter's the only one that makes sense to me. Unless they're drafting something for Tennessee to do a deal to get Derek and their draft picks. Do you see the football I got down for Christmas? Nice. It's a bad ass football. So if I was to ever, you know, Jennifer ever guess Martin leaves me and I decide to go on Christian Mingle, <laughs> you know what my screen name going to be? The Second Coming. 
the e-resurrection. Nah, I'm gonna be he who is risen. <laughs> the resurrection. Because if you rub it, he will rise. <laughs> if you rub it, I will come. <laughs> you gotta be careful with him though, because uh, if you pet him, he will spit. You gotta turn that down, dude. Buzz anger. Down, down. Uh, Eagles picks in. Hold on, people. Hey, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Cry, my dude. I'll take that. Jalen Carter was a beast and helped them whoop Bama's ass this year. He got a big JC like Will had the WA on his chest. No, just a J. I like the J. I like that J. So I will take that. We got another Georgia alumni joining the Eagles to go with uh, oh, um, Big Boy. What was his name? Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis and uh, the other one we took, uh, Dean. Yes, Nicobe Dean. Oh, he was the one with the car crash. Yeah. Yeah. But that's three Georgia players. <laughs> Tyler's calling. Two national championships. What up, motherfucker? Y'all motherfuckers still doing news an hour later. Jesus Christ. We're watching the NFL draft, too. We got to get distracted. Here, you just stay with us. We're almost done with it. Yeah, we're almost done with news. You just hang on. Oh, the last thing. My Lord. So, Dovey's got a lawsuit against him, shockingly. So, apparently, uh, the lawsuit, it was a former writer of WWE that's got Vince, Stephanie, Ryan Callahan, and somebody named Michael Dunn. They're all senior writers. Apparently, they... It's a female writer, too. Yeah. So apparently she is filing a lawsuit based off discriminatory and racial things. Racial and gender discrimination. So they wanted Shane Thorne, they used to be a part of TM 6-1, to have a crocodile hunter type gimmick, but instead of hunting animals, he was going to hunt humans. And specifically, he was going to hunt Reggie and keep him locked in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. And well, then, not only that. Oh, is but, that really much worse than scripts? <laughs> no, no. I mean. <laughs> and then on multiple occasions, they wanted Bianca to try to talk ghetto. Don't make me take off my earrings. And beat your ass. Uh-uh. And she said multiple times that she did not want to do yeah, that. Yeah, even Bianca didn't want to do that, and they made her do it. And she's from Knoxville. You know she told somebody, don't make me take off my earrings. And uh, they're the. she was against the... Uh, Apollo Crews talking Nigerian. Yeah, apparently they forced. They was forced. That was forced on him. They made him do that. But he, but he's legit Nigerian though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't one of those to where he was going to be like flaunting it and talking like you know coming to America. I mean, for God's sakes, his real name is fucking Ua Ua Ua. I didn't think too much about that one, but that's our elongated news and NFL draft segment. We will take a break and we will come back with a very special guest, special in many ways. Not very special. Oh, he's definitely special. Fucking impatient as hell too, motherfucker. Yeah. We'll be we'll be right back with our guest, RCW promoter, and our good friend Tyler Gasway. Piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. way. <laughs> ah, your pal Sour Noro. Turn the Buckle Podcast. It's the best. <laughs> no, seriously, it's the best. 
Bourbon and whiskey. And we're back. <laughs> yes, we are definitely back. Hell and yeah. now live via satellite, we got Tyler G Baby Gasaway. G Baby, Woo! I cried when he died. I did too. Oh goddamn! Don't talk about G Baby man. I still cry when he died. Hell yeah! You ever seen Hardball Tyler? Yes. So you know all about G Baby dying. Oh yeah. So we are with. They want to shit. I swear to God, that's how I knew that fucking. Uh, I love it when, or I love when, it when you call me Big Papa. That's the way I know that song, man. <laughs> that was just mean right there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we are on the phone doing his first ever interview with RCW Promoter, a very good friend of ours, uh, actually a member of our family, Tyler Gasway. Oh, God. Lover of pro wrestling, music, bourbon, and beer. Definitely bourbon. Uh, what we're going to do is like we do with all our guests uh, we'll start off and uh, what's your earliest memories of wrestling what got you into wrestling and uh, you know the first shows you remember going to as a kid uh, fuck I don't know I mean, the first thing I can think of when it comes to wrestling would be like old nitros you know what I mean right like, yeah. like dude I remember shit that I don't even remember I don't even know how I remember it. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is, like, burned in my brain. Oh, I feel you. Like, all that fucking, uh, like, the Crow Sting stuff and all that shit was going on. I was, like, like I went back and watched it. And I was, like, oh, my God, I fucking remember that. I was, like, three. Like, what yeah. the fuck happened? <laughs> how is that in my brain? It's crazy. Bro, I get you. Uh, yeah. My first memory goes back to Great American Bash 86. I didn't fucking... My parents didn't watch wrestling. I seen a videotape at the local video store. There's a two blind dudes both covered in blood inside a fence. I didn't know what a, cha- a cage was. I thought it was just like a neighbor's fence. Well, hey, look, y'all been waiting on me to do this podcast for so long, but let me just say, just like your first time having sex, all that build up, and I'm about to disappoint your ass. <laughs> I doubt that very seriously. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. But no, I think uh hey, I think the first, get the draft I, went, pick. I think the first show I ever went to Nitro UTC. It's like right before Starcade '98. Okay, nice. So like, uh, I remember my brother was the biggest fucking Goldberg, and I was the biggest Nash fan. Like, and like Halloween '98, I was Nash. He was Goldberg, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we were all in. I knew something's wrong with him from the start. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like fucking. Uh, I remember when they did the fucking Taser spot. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. He fucking cried like a bitch. <laughs> he was mad as hell, dude. I bet he hated the Regal match then. Oh, my God. He was mad, bro. And when uh, we brought Scott Hall in, he fucking brought that up. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Scott Hall died laughing. That's awesome. I met, uh, I met Nash one day as a brother. Let me get a video and just have you, like, shit talk to my brother. He said, no, nah, man, I can't do that. That's why. I said, Goldberg's a bitch. He gets mad about that shit. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's awesome!" It takes it to heart, huh? Yeah, he was like, "Man, that's bullshit." But uh, no, nah, then I went to like a WWE UTC. It's like a fucking house show. O two, I think mainly it was like Rob Van Dam, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Like when they were doing like the fucking brand split, and like Triple H was the world champ. Yeah, I think and, that's when uh, Chris Master debuted. It might have been, dude. Like, if you go back and, like, read the card from that night, it's like, God damn, all the talent they have is stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. 
But no, uh, the first indie I think I went to was probably PCW. Ironically like, enough, in the same building yeah. we're in now. Yeah, which is weird, right? But uh, I'm pretty sure it was. And then, like, uh, hung out there for a while, and Papa was, like, the sponsor there. And then uh, old Big Will pulled the old uh, get close with the sponsor and the money guy, and all of a sudden, RCW was born. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell that story you told me last night? Well, yeah, like, uh, so one night, uh, I got in a fight with like some other workers kid in the fucking ring like we were like wrestling around the ring and i got to fight with some kid in the ring. i don't know who it was, now, it was now, like, we gotta preface that how tell everybody how old you are so they know the difference in age okay so i was like i had to be like 10 maybe 11 right you're 20, 29 now 28 yeah like it was like a long time ago but it was an old pcw building pcw ring everything and like we were just wrestling around it was me and cody slade which is a big little son right and and uh, we were working with like just mess- first match? That was my first that match. That was Josh's first match. Was Cody? Well, we we thought we thought we were workers then, like at ten eleven. But uh, we hopped in the ring and we were playing around after the show and like uh, I can't remember whose kid it was, but we, I got like we got fucking like it was a shoot, you know. We were like beating the shit out of each other, <laughs> like it was a big fucking thing, bro. And like we all got in the car and I was mad as fuck as a ten year old and like. I remember we were riding down the road, and Papa turned around and looked at me. He goes, that's all right. Renegade will happen soon. And I was like, in my head, I was thinking, what the fuck is Renegade? And then next thing you know, I show up at the car lot, and there's a fucking six-sided ring sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is Renegade. <laughs> we'll go ahead and tell them about that six-sided damn, ring, that too. six-sided ring. That six-sided oh. ring, Woody, yeah. myself, and Randall Brown built that ring as a prototype for TNA for their six-sided ring. It wasn't a scale. Yeah. It was... I brought that what up was to it, twelve on the outside or twelve on the inside. I think it was it was seven. I think it was seven seven foot sides all the way around. So it was fourteen by fourteen on the outside. Yeah, twelve so twelve foot in the middle. That's what I remember. But it was uh, I brought that up to Jared, and he's like, "Holy shit, you had that ring!" I said, "Yeah, that stiff son of a bitch." Well, all the six sided rings, even the full oh. sizes we built, were rough. But uh, the ropes are so bad because they had oh, so they small. They had no give. They're just so tight because you got all those different well, like, turnbuckles. Uh, like I bumped a little bit in the PCW ring, but I legitimately like I went through training there with like Memphis, and I mean I was just there like the bump bitch. But like uh, when the ring was set up outside, when they did the training and all that, uh-huh. like Greg and Memphis and Torque and all them, bro, they didn't put the fucking padding and all that shit back on. They bumped on the goddamn wood. And I'm talking, these bitches were powerbombing me on the fucking wood, and I'm like 10 or 11. That's what's wrong with my brain. That's what's wrong. That's what the fuck's wrong with Jeremy. God dang, bro. But, uh, yeah, we did like one show there, and it drew good. And then the second show there, like one cool story that happened there was like, uh, y'all remember Casey Rain? Yeah. I swear, like, we're outside, right? And, like, I remember specifically, I'm standing under the fucking, like, RV concession stand gimmick we fucking had. And I, <laughs> Big Will was like, You never, you never did that one, did you, Jason? No, the oh, first time I worked RCW was in the building when I tagged with you with Logan as our manager. So it was in the old building, yeah. So I'm the only one other than Tyler that has experience with that. Oh, my God. It was, like, the most redneck shit ever. But, uh, when I went, you know, like, the big white tents for a church revival? Yeah. That's what they had up for everything. Nice. Yeah. But the sign said. That's why we're the tabernacle now. Hold on. The sign said. Yes. 
CW, WCW superstars, Adam Jacobs versus Ben Thrasher. We were superstars from WCW because we stood with our arms crossed with the R&B security shirt for two hours. Hey, uh, all that blames on Big Will, guys. Then he, uh, pays, then he pays us in front anyway, of all the boys. God. Anyway, I, I remember that second show, Big Will. I think it was like first or second match, man. Big Will went out like he was announcing. And fucking Casey Rain was like, in the ring right now, Casey Rain. And just fucking Rain just fucking dropped out. Dude. <laughs> I mean, like, dead ass. The show got canceled. I mean, that shit just started that pouring. Gives, that gives new meaning to speaking into existence. Right. Like, it was like, like what happened there, don't you? Even Guy was like, I don't want to see this shit. Right. He's like, who booked this shit? You hear me but no, I, uh, he said, this guy looks will, like he needs a shower. I will tell uh, one big Will story. That bitch got over on me. And, like, not many people know this one. And that bitch got me good. I was a fucking, I was a mark, bro. <laughs> got me fucking good. Like, uh, we were hanging out one night over at his house, and uh, this son of a bitch was like, hey, you like Jeff Hardy, right? I said, fuck yeah, I do. I fucking like, love Jeff Hardy. So, like, bro, he was like, let me cut that fucking mop on your head. Like, this motherfucker wants to cut my hair. I had long-ass hair, you know, like I do now, but, like, it was long then. And he's like, you let me cut your hair? I'll book Jeff Hardy, right? That motherfucker gapped me all the hell and never booked Jeff Hardy. I tell you what. <laughs> Damn. Oh wow. I still owe that some bitch. But uh, then you know he got all cold and shit, and we're all like not drawing flies because it's fucking thirty degrees outside. So we had to find the fucking building. So we found that old junky motherfucking building that had one goddamn light bulb in the whole fucking building and no running water. And did Mike Jackson run it before you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you think so, right? But well, you said one light dude, bulb. Well, I swear to God, dude, when you opened the door to that fucking building, you couldn't see the goddamn floor in that place, dude. Shit. What was in it? Like a bunch of old cars, fucking motors laying everywhere. And junk. you had to get rid of all that. Yeah, we had to move all that shit out. Uh, I remember. Uh, you remember fucking uh, what's his name? Cedric, uh, the entertainer, hung out with fucking Lamar Phillips. Yep, me and Jason know Cedric very well. There was an old junky fucking Mercedes in the building. In the building, like uh, where the concession was, right? Uh It was all blocked off. That motherfucker one day, like, this when they popped off the said G. Sanford fucking gimmick, dude. That's some bitch. That was their creation. Bro, I remember him popping off the fucking hubcap of that son of a bitch and putting it on a string and just wearing it out to the fucking oh, ring. Yeah. That was mine and Jason's idea for that gimmick. Oh my god, man. That fucking that building was a shithole when we first got in it. And then uh like uh I was just bugging the shit out of Papa at that point. I'm like, dude, I wanna wrestle, I wanna wrestle, I'm like fucking twelve, you know what I mean? And I was just doing music at the time and then uh Y'all remember Dallas Steele and Randy Steele and all them? Yeah. Well, they did like a fucking, like, they just did it to fucking entertain us, I guess. But, like, they had a bunch of kids do, like, a training thing. And I went through that motherfucker, and, bro, I was, like, ready to work. I'm like, I'm going to be a fucking wrestler, right? And then, uh, yeah, I never did. But, uh. (laughs) (laughs) I never did. I did a couple clown town spots, so that's about it. But, uh, I did book, uh. Not many people know this too. God dang! Uh, on Mondays, 
back then, I would like book a like all kids fucking wrestling show. We just acted like fucking idiots down there in that ring, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw, dude, like I got videos of this shit. I'll show y'all one day. Hell yeah. But it, it was called a uh, AOW, right? So fucking Tony Khan owes me some money. It's all out wrestling. But anyway, uh, dude, we would do the dumbest shit. I remember one day. Like, uh, we, I mean, we'd have, like, ten people in the fucking crowd. It was all family. But, like, uh, I remember one day, my cousin Blade picked me up, and I said, it's five me through the table, bro. And I thought he was, like, I didn't think he'd do it. He fucking did it. Goddamn. Bro, I popped up, no sound like a motherfucker, looked at Papa, and he looked like a good shot. And I'd be like, I was like, fuck it. No, it was fun shit, man. But uh, Another Bama boy drafted. But, uh, I guess we'll get serious for a little bit. Uh, fucking. Keep going with your stories, man. That's what people like. He's the kid. I just had fun, but like, uh, I think the first. Kind of some of the stuff we talked about last night that I didn't know until we had Aiden on last week. All the different. All the different shows that were actually run in that building. Oh, man, a lot of shit. Like, uh, I'll get to that. Fucking, uh, I'm just trying to go over, like, like chronologically, you know what I mean? I got like, you. Uh, here's one y'all might pop for. The fucking uh, first name we ever booked in that building, I think, was uh, Brad Armstrong. Oh, yeah. I love Brad. That was good, dude. Brad was, loved your penis. Brad loved my penis. He did. Bro. You were will you? God. Uh, Brad put my match over, but put my dick over better. Wow. Yeah. But no, uh, that's pretty much exactly what I said, too. But, uh, 06, dude. Kid. 06, dude, was cool. I think that was the first time I seen Hampton work. I think it might have been the first time I seen you work, Ben. And then, uh, 06. Is that, was that when Pete was booking? Yeah. After Will left, like early 06, so it was like mid 06. Yeah, we literally, the way that happened was we literally got a call from Pete Boss, uh, or maybe we seen him at TWA. I don't remember what it was, but he was like, I took over booking and built the tag division around you guys. And we come in the first night and the match before us, the ring Broke breaks. The ring. Oh, that was Jason Fear and somebody. It was I Jason. Remember. I remember Jason Fear, but for the life of me, I can't remember who the other guy was. Was but, it Paul Dollar? Yes, I remember. it was. Yeah, I think it was. Because he, he said they, he had they, to do his, his sword exhibit, not exhibition. Dalton yeah, Turner. it was. Uh, they put, no. Hey, a boy from Dalton just got drafted. You hear me? Yep, they put a chair under the ring, right? They tried to put the chair under the ring. We told them to take that shit out. We know how to work around broken boards. And then... I was there. I was there. I was front Georgia Bulldog and Kevin something another is who we wrestled. Kevin Knight. Yes. And Georgia Bulldog wanted me to give him my jumping pile driver through the ring. And I was like, no. Yeah, I was there that night. I got that video of that show somewhere. I'd like to see that. Well, see, that was we changed first... it. We changed it to almost like a street fight yeah. with no build because we really couldn't use the ring. And I told him no that I wouldn't do the pile driver because that's me. If we go all the way through, that's my ass going straight. You know, yeah, ten feet but, down uh, the concrete. So he did it, talk me into giving him a power bomb through the hole. Dude, I will say, I will say that uh, 2006 era, like there was a lot of very bad fucking wrestling. But like I've seen a it lot of guys. Very good though. Yeah, and they really did. I mean, it was on the top area of the building, so it was like the size of what we got now. Maybe smaller because we don't have bleachers. But uh, 
Man, I'll tell you what, like, I've seen so many guys, like, uh, that was where I seen Brandon Lynch. That's what I was about to ask you. What, what era was it that uh, the Lynches and Viper and them were coming in there? I know it was right around the time that that dark side closed, right? Well, no. Dark side started March 2006. Only and you would know that shit. Right. Yeah. They came early. And, like, they came around the same time they were working with us, too. But Dark Side was running, like, I don't think they were running every Saturday. They, they ran Fridays. Yeah, they ran Fridays. Yeah, they were running Fridays. Yeah, they ran Fridays. I went to their shows, too. Dude, like, there for a while, I was going to every show. I could. You know what I mean? So, like. We did their our, first and second show. We, yeah, we yeah, did the first two. And well, actually, it would have been the first three because the second one got rained out. That was the first show I seen Cyrus. I got DVDs of their shit, too. But uh, I actually wrestled Cyrus at the second or third you know, show their entire set their belts everything we bought right you know their ring the ring that we got in the building right now was the dark side ring oh yeah we built that one too yeah uh so that's it was around that time any I, show in this area though yeah i've seen uh alex michaels uh little bubba which is brandon lynch matt lynch joey lynch who was matt fortune or matt, yeah, matt fortune fortune and then the uh, Johnny Viper, Johnny Viper, Rick Dyer, all those fucking guys, uh, man. Little Big Duke, that guy was fucking cool, dude. Who's? I like that. Little Big Duke, that was uh, Roxy's brother. I remember him. Yeah. They got came out the black Betty. That was a fucking yeah, cool game. I gimmick. remember him. But uh, 06 was cool. 07, dude, was a fucking run, though, son. I tell you what, like. Dude, PCW closed down, right? But, like, dude, like, we did, like, a fucking invasion thing in IXW, which was Ricky's show in Rome. Dude, that shit, was dro- that shit was dropped. That shit was dropped. It was show in Rome, but IXW out of the tire shop. Who was still there then? Do you remember? Uh, I know Caleb Conley was. It's Black Pegasus. So this uh, was around the same time then we're doing trying. Yeah. Yeah, sharp dressed man. All those guys were still Kyle's there. Still but, there. Oh, yeah, Kyle's still there. Was he wearing and then, the, uh, the fuzzy hat and vest? I fuck, I don't remember. Uh, what was the dude bull something did the fucking gay gimmick? I don't. Came know. out to hot big butts. That guy know. was fucking dope, dude. Torched his dad by pulling a gun on that son bitch one night. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, I oh, remember man, you speaking of uh, IXW. I remember they rented y'all six-sided ring for a show. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And that show was putting my big ass, Murder One's big ass, Rosie, Well, they did that Rosie after we bought the ring. And Bull Buchanan all inside that little bitty ass six-sided ring. And that little ass ring. tire shop. Yeah. Yeah, and that tire shop had a low-ass ceiling, too. Yeah, it did. Well, I don't know. We didn't spend much time in that ring because Bull took the but, first bump, and he looked at me and goes, how the fuck do you work in this ring? I said, I did once. So we yeah. went forward and just started fighting. But, uh, but PCW closed, and then it was just us and Jazzworth for like six months. And then DCW opened. Like, there was a big split there where, like, half the locker room went to DCW. Uh, uh, that's a whole other <laughs> subject, but, like, uh, fucking. Were you there when they rented the six-sided ring? Yeah, uh, at that building in Rome? I don't think so. Okay. Because I was about I to say. Know. We wrestled but, uh, the motherfuckers Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I think I was that teenage kid who was out looking for pussy. Action. 
But uh, anyway, well, uh, me and Murder it, picked them up straight from the airport from Japan. You, you talk about Sunset Sam McGraw times. Yeah, it was cold the first night we wrestled. The building had no heat, so Bull Buchanan comes out and he's wearing his old school sun, Sunset Sam McGraw tights. But dude, I've never been in a fight like that in my life. Them boys straight from Japan beat the shit out. They beat the shit out of so bad. Murder no showed the last two shows. Oh my god! Now hold on. Ask me who took his place in the match as my partner. All right, Logan Chase. Hey, that dude, hey, I'm going to get to him later. Well, here's the deal. We're doing a promo, and Bull Buchanan said, or Rosie tells him, bro, when he figures out he can bump, it's like problem solved. We'll just, you know, we'll make him your partner, and we'll go the rest of the show, the tour with this. We're like, okay. Well, Rosie tells him, you know, when I got your partner back in the corner, he said, you come in with a chair. He goes, but don't pull back. Give me every fucking thing you got. So you know how Logan is now. And this he was greener and goose shit at this time. Yeah. He swings that chair so bad, I thought somebody got shot. <laughs> so we bump and we we you know we scoot and get the hell out of there. Bull comes in, they set up the match for later. We get in the back, road you can ask Jason. There's like this big long bench at this uh building in center. Center Alabama. It's like a concession stand, like a like a countertop thing. Rosie's yeah. big ass is laying on it, telling Lamar Phillips to put ice on his back and moaning in pain. Oh. And Barry looks at him, boy, goes, what's wrong? He goes, God damn, I'll never tell that kid to give me everything he's got again. He knocked my fucking dick in the dirt. <laughs> God damn. He got his ass whooped by a manager. <laughs> what? Hey, I'll tell you what, Logan, Logan's a fucking great dude, man. I'm going to get more on him. I'm going to get more on him in a little while. But uh, I will say... I'm just trying to go chronologically here, so if that's I get annoying, just let's fuck it up. But like, in uh, I, I'm a I'm a prepper, so I have a list here, like chronologically. Yeah. Perfect. Hell yeah. Yeah, but uh, in '08 was the first time I started to like help book. Right. How old are you at this time? Uh, fourteen. Okay. Okay, so like I just started pitching ideas, and everybody was like, "Damn, that idea sounds good." You know what I mean? So like. I well, pitched ideas. Pitched the smart thing about that is you're a fan. You know what the fans are going to want to fucking see. Yeah. And, and well, you're, you're dude, a by that point. Plus you're even a teenage fan. Point, yeah, but even by that point, I'd done everything except fucking like, I mean, I'd worked like as fucking clown town and shit, but I'd worked, you know? Right. And then like, I'd done everything except fucking refs. So I've done everything in pro wrestling except refs. So Josh, you got me to beat there on one fucking thing. Hell, I but, even uh, riffed. That shit sucks. Don't yeah, ever do dude, it. I've done everything. I've sold fucking popcorn. I've sold fucking tickets. I've sold every. I've done music for years. I've done everything you fucking do. But uh, in a way, I started pitching ideas and shit, and that was cool. But like, dude, my favorite thing in 08 was our Cherokee North Carolina shows. Like, we started doing road shows in Cherokee, right? I've heard like, some stories about this one, bro. Like, uh. That was the coolest, most, like, pro wrestling fucking story I got. Like, yeah. me and fucking Tort and Aiden and, like, dude, we were all young as shit. So, like, we went up the week of the show, right? Like, a week before. And, like, bro, these motherfuckers dressed me up as jelly. And I went to goddamn elementary schools meeting on these fucking kids like I'm some goddamn superstar, right? It was the wildest shit in the world. 
I'm 14 meeting these kids, and they're, like, fucking surrounding me. Like, I'm goddamn Hulk Hogan. It was wild. <laughs> but, like, bro, uh, I'm fucking signing autographs. And I go out in the truck, take my fucking mask off, and we're goddamn passing posters out there. You know what I mean? Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, for a week, dude. Like, it was nonstop. I went to schools, fucking meet and greets all over the goddamn place, dude. And then, like, uh, Wednesdays, we'd set the goddamn ring and shit. And then, like, I'd set the music up, and then, like, fucking me and Aiden would play Guitar Hero in the goddamn hotel for hours. Aiden, right? And then, yeah. And then uh, he was a ref at that point. And then, like... Uh, yeah, tell them who I was with you during this, because I know me, you, and Tork talked about it, but just the cast so was I, running with I you know this time. Sure. Tork was dating Aiden's sister. It was me, Aiden, Tork, uh, Papaw, Pyro. Y'all remember Pyro? Yep. Lee. Like, that was... That was pretty much the fucking crew right there. Like, we set up all the chairs, set up the ring, set up the music, set up every fucking thing. Did all the promoting. Like, me and Pyro dressed up as fucking clown town. And then, like, dude, we just hang out in the fucking hotel during the nights and then just go promote during the fucking days. And, like, dude, it was the coolest goddamn shit. I skipped school for this, dude. Like, I skipped the fucking end of course test for this goddamn shit. <laughs> That's how much I fucking gave a shit about wrestling, bro. It was the coolest thing in the world. And, like, dude, it was awesome. Like, we did all that promoting, and, like, 400 fucking people showed up. And I was thinking, bro, fuck everything but wrestling. This is cool. Was Papa as cool then as he is now? Fuck yeah, he was cooler. Oh, now he's, cooler. he's like, dude, like, I, I wish I was old enough to drink, man, because that motherfucker was cool, dude. <laughs> He's throwing them back. Bro, like, it was so much fun. Like, God dang, we'd just do the dumbest shit and then just fucking show up and have sold out. It was awesome, man. But, like, uh, we did that for a while, and then something went wrong there. I don't know what business-wise went wrong there, but uh, fucking... Uh, Back in Chatsworth, dude, I was sitting road with, like, fucking Wes, Mikey, and Tork, like, every, like, nonstop. You know what I mean? Right. Like, everybody thinks, like, they make a tower and they're like, oh, that motherfucker just, like, he just hung out at RCW. No, dude, I've been to every goddamn show in this area. Like, fucking Wednesdays, I'll be at OCWA. You know what I mean? Thursdays, I'll be at fucking uh, Angus's show. OCWA, you know what I mean? was that uh, Bottom of the Hill and Trying? Yeah. Yeah, I did that, and then, fuck, I did that yeah. a couple times. Yeah, and then Friday, I'd be at fucking TWA. Saturday, RCW, or another show. And then Sunday, TWA again, dude. It was like... Did you, you follow me and Jason around back in the day? <laughs> Not that I know of, but like, bro... That pretty much sounded me. like our loop back in the day. We right. do uh, we do trying, we do Angus's, we do TWA, and then our Saturdays would just depend on you know what, what year frame we're looking at. Dude, it was crazy, like... Uh, us three in the car, or us four in the car, like, dude, it was like, I mean, other than, like, I would get out of fucking school and get dropped off at Torque's house and we'd go to the wrestling show. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I did like that for a fucking year, solid. Like, we just went to different wrestling shows, and I'd stay out all goddamn night with Torque. I'm, like, fucking 14, dude. You know what I mean? But, uh, then, I like, dude, I was so hooked in the wrestling, then, like, we did this fucking uh, Stick Boy and Scotty Riggs against Extreme Evolution, which at the fucking time was uh, Josh Vaughn in Memphis, right? He told me this story well, last night. Surprisingly, fucking uh, Memphis like trusted me and was like, hey, uh, 
book this angle. I said, okay, cool. And Chief was the booker at the time. But, like, I laid out this whole fucking story. I mean, week by week, dude. You know what I mean? And I was a dramatic motherfucker then, just like I am now. Right? So I laid out this whole goddamn angle. I'm about week. And goddamn Chief just, like, he changed it and went, like, some, like, stupid other fucking direction. And my dramatic ass was like, fuck this, I'm out, dude. Because, I mean, I was, like, 16. I had fucking one thing on my mind. And I'm just like, fuck wrestling, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Hey, Tyler, just so you know, just for you. We got, a, you, we got a dick hit in on the podcast. Who? I punched Josh in the dick. Oh, my God. Since Will couldn't be here, I, I did it for the people. Well, there's got to be one. There's got to be one. But See? Like, uh, exactly. Who wrote so, that fucking rule into existence? There don't got to be one. That was in the contract you signed when you started this. I thing, will buddy. write those fucking rules. Like, you, you signed the contract that night Drew got you drunk. You don't remember, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of Drew, I got a Drew story coming up. I'm sure you've got more than one. But, uh, so, like, and, like I, I stepped away from wrestling for, like, a year or two, right? And then, uh, so one night, like 16 I was fucking, or 17 when you come back, correct? Yeah, right. Well, like, I was, uh, I was hanging out one night, well, uh, almost came back. Okay. I came out one night at my, uh, my ex's house, right? And, uh, I got a call one night from Memphis. He said, Hey, you still got that notebook of, like, all them fucking ideas? I said, Yeah. Cause I had a literal dude, I was like fucking 16, I had a notebook of fucking angles, right? Fuck yeah. I don't know if he used it or not, but like, uh, he's like, you still got that? Yeah. I said, yeah. So he said, stop by after the show. And I said, cool. So I stopped by like 11, right? It was him, Adam Couch, Tristan Daniels, and fucking Chad Giuliani, right? Like, hey, we want to start a committee. This is like 2010. And they're like, do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, I don't know. Let's listen to your ideas. And I went over the whole fucking thing. And like, at the end of the meeting, I just dropped my notebook. Was like, I'll see y'all later. <laughs> what the fuck out? <laughs> I told him last. Night. I don't. I don't know what happened to that notebook. But I was like, Nah, I don't want to be a part of this. Good shit. It's like the the uh, coach's notebook on a water boy. <laughs> I had I had like fucking gimmick ideas, all kind of shit, like finishes, all kind of shit. But like, uh, at when, that point, I thought it was like SmackDown versus Raw. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, but like uh, when Tyler told me that last night, I told him about the night that somebody brought uh, Adam, Tristan, and Chad in the Empire. Tough. Andy looked at him and said, "Yeah, you're beating them by yourself in under five minutes. Job the fuck out of both of them." Well, I like I like Tristan. That's what I'm gonna say. See, the first time I ever meet in Tristan, and nobody can give me an answer. You're the idiot savant of North Georgia wrestling. Yeah. Where did he start? Because the first place I ever remember seeing him, and he was really fucking green, was at Keith Hart's. What year was that? Uh, whenever Keith Hart started running in Etowah. Oh, 506. That tire shop up in Etowah. The game room, you mean? I know yeah, he okay. started. I know he was with us early, early 06. But I don't think this he started with us. then. I don't think he started with us. I'm pretty sure he started either with Keith or with PCW. Okay, Keith makes sense because when we started going, Keith had four guys he called his boys. And it was Tristan, Justin O'Day, Josh Frost, 
and Chris Silvers? Well, I know for a fact Tristan was not there until at least January, February of 06. At Keith's show or at your show? At RSW. Okay, that would make sense then. Because that's about the time we were doing the UEW reunion shows and went back to Keith. Yeah. Yeah. But here's where shit gets wild, boys. We, so, are, the, like, we are the wild boys. Yeah, yeah, no shit. But here's where shit gets wild in the history of RCW, okay? Once we get through this history of RCW, we can just bullshit, okay? We still got a long way to go. If y'all just want to bullshit here yeah, a little while, we, 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 do we done anticipating a two-parter. Okay, yeah. Well, like, uh, we won't know all the tea. Hell yeah. Because it, it the reason we do is as much as you're proud of what we do at RCW, you never want to take the credit. You hate well, when that's we, the you hate when we put say. you on the spot. So, this is a way for us to, you know, just I, I this is basically recording our conversations we have in the dressing room. Is all, yeah. It is. Well, I, I will say, fucking, uh, between us here in the fucking fence post here, like, uh, dude, I've been a dude who does keeps all my shit to myself, and like I stay away from everybody, right? But like, uh, with what's been going on with me lately for the last few months, I feel like it's better for me now to like be a better person and not be so fucking away from everybody you know what i mean and, and i think with yeah. that being said too you also realized who's actually there for you oh fuck it without a doubt but like i'm just i dude i'm trying to be the best person i can be for the whatever remaining time i got left you know what i mean i'm and i'm gonna die fucking 30 i'm just saying like you never know you know like we just lost a good friend a couple years ago you were be better today than you were yesterday right and yeah, like completely agree so, like, for one, I have, I'm not trying to be fucking, like, braggadocious, but I got a cool fucking story, dude. Like, I, I've been around this shit for a long time, and I've seen 30 different fucking, like, point of views from everything, you know what I mean? And, like, uh, I don't know. And the knowledge in the history that you have, it's impressive for anybody. Man, like, I, I, yes. There's so many guys that I like fucking just pick their brain nonstop and they probably think I'm all knowing, but I tell you what, I learned a lot from it. But like, if uh, young guys today could do that, the business would be a lot better off. Very true. Well, all they got to do is fucking hop on Facebook Messenger, these guys. Because 90% of them, probably more than that, probably 95 to 99% of them will talk to you and give you advice. Oh, without a fucking doubt, dude. But, uh, I know one. I give you his phone number. He'll talk your ear off. You want to know about the business? Call Ricky Morton. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, in 2012, I don't know what the fuck spiked it, dude, but like one night we're just hanging out. Like, me and Greg were like big time and just sitting around fucking hanging out at this point. But like one night, I don't know what it was, but we fucking showed up down to RCW. And man, it was a fucking Oh, man, it was a horrible show. Horrible. This is when Chief was booking all the SSPW guys were still there. I mean, it's fucking god-awful. Awful. And then, like, the next show, we're like, hey, what, fuck it, let's go support Papa All. We went. Dude, we showed up, and there's, like, goddamn eight fans and, like, four fucking wrestlers. And we're like, what the fuck is happening? And, we're like, we walk up to Papa, we're like, hey, what the fuck's going on? He said, them some bitches up 
the fucking road detour fucking took everybody and all this papaws. I love papaws death, but man, he's gullible as shit. And he takes everybody as their goddamn, at their word and fucking, he's too goddamn nice. You know what I mean? Right. And he let them fuck him over hardcore. You know what I mean? Eton, that was SSPW. And, I mean, they fucked him over hard, dude. I mean, I watched the crowd go from like 80 to fucking four within a week. I only went to that show one time. It was a random ass Sunday show that Doug Watkins was promoting. Oh, that TPK reunion? He put me in the Hall of Fame that night, and I watched Nate Wilde break his leg for the second time. My God. So, uh, <laughs> I'll get more on Nate Wilde later, son of a bitch. But anyway, uh, so, me and Greg, that night, we both, dude, we just had a conversation like, dude, what the fuck? Like, Papa don't need to do this fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. So, we just took over. Like, hey, look, we're going to take over. Like, at first, he announced Keith Hart as the booker. I, I, I skipped ahead there. He announced Keith Hart as the booker. Boy, that's a killer thing. Like, right. I love Keith. Keith looked like damn. two shows. And then one more show. Keith wasn't even there. The fucking booker wasn't even there. Keith so, me and Greg took over. faces over to start an angle. Yeah, so me and, me and Greg took over then after Keith no-showed, and we named Adam Couch the booker. You waiting for the pen to drop? Yeah, we did. But we did anyway, but anyway uh, uh, yeah, yeah, just go ahead, buddy, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, we named him the fucking booker. Like, I was like, Adam's cool, yeah, fucking, anyway, uh. He booked, like, fucking two months worth of shit. And, like, dude, we had, like, seven fucking workers every show. Right? And one night, I remember... Ted Allen special. We were sitting on goddamn... Did you have three singles and a six-man at the end? Yeah. I mean, essentially, yeah. I remember one night, we were sitting on Greg's front porch. And uh, he was like, man, we got to get somebody who was there in the fucking old days. He's got connections, you know? Because, like, me and him had been away from wrestling so goddamn long. You know what I mean? So he called uh, Southern Rebel, who booked RCW for a long time, and he booked or he called uh, Big Will, right? Okay. And uh, Rebel's like, "Yeah, man, I'll come back and book it." Who is and he? Called, I remember the name, but I don't know if I ever met him. Uh, Mark Henderson's was his name. Well, he's a pretty cool guy. I mean, I don't know if he ever did much, but uh, I mean, he, he did know the business. Like he was kind of right. smart about it, like. Uh, <laughs> he's one of those guys you gotta like take him as far as you can see him you know what I mean but like I got you. but uh he called Big Will and I remember sitting there on the fucking swing the porch swing and Big Will was like yeah Greg I'll come back I'll help I'll do whatever you want me to do right and this is right after Will left TWA and he's like but he said I got one thing and he's like you got Tyler sitting beside me and he's like, yeah he said I want Tyler to help me like, I, like, not help book, but, like, just be there as, like, a fucking advisor, right? I'm thinking, board, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, why the fuck's he want me to help him? Like, you know what I mean? But, dude, the whole time we were there, that some bitch just tried to mentor me, and I'm talking every fucking night, you know, how Will would book. He would wait till a few minutes before the show, and he'd, get, he'd like, get a list of everybody, and bring her, he'd take me in the office, and we'd lay out the whole fucking card, right? Right. But, dude, he did that for years. Like, I just watched him book the card for years. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there like, I know the purpose of what the fuck he's doing. You know what I mean? 
So, like, Will mentored the fuck out of me. Like, even though, like, I don't agree with how Will would set the cards up and I would do it differently, you know? Like, I would book shit ahead of time, but, like... Me too. Me too. Will, Will, Will is a smart fucking guy, dude. Like, he's, the way his brain works is wild. Like, I watched Will one night fucking book a show. I don't remember what it was, but, like, the champion or something, no show or something... And Will booked the show on the goddamn fly, dude, like the main event. And I remember Will was like, I'm going to ref it. And I'm standing ringside. And Will's calling the finish during the match. Like, me and him making eye contact. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, do it. And, like, he fucking, dude, it was fucking awesome. And I'm like, Will's a smart son of a bitch, dude. But Will's underrated. Yeah, like, I like Will a lot. A man. lot of like, people see what he looks like and don't think he can go in the ring. Will could go in the ring. Yeah. Not, not just, but, I mean, granted, he's a beast with that hardcore shit. I don't do that. But, but he's good at hey, it. But. I will say, I will say, but like, here's here's my my, my point. I want to get to is like in 2012 was like picture this. Okay, there's RCW, there's BCW, there's SSPW, there's Chief, there's TWA, there's DCW. There's six guys he, I, he might have been running the Spring Place, or he might have been running up there on fucking Smart Church. I don't know. He ran 90 different goddamn locations, but, like, <laughs> dude, there's, like, fucking five or six shows in Chatsworth and Dalton at the time. Right. You know what I mean? That's fucking stupid now, because we're the only one running. But, like, uh... There's a reason I, for that. <laughs> I remember one day, like, uh, this is when we were starting to find out Doug was closing down, you know? Uh, he called and was like, hey, man, like, we did that Road to the Ring show with Titan. And our fucking rope kept breaking, right? And uh, Doug was there. He said, hey, uh, come see me tomorrow. Right? Like, our rope kept breaking. Dude, he gave us a whole fucking roll of steel cable. Just gave it to us. And we rewrote the whole goddamn ring, dude. Doug's good with good people. Oh, yeah. Man, he was good. He was people, good. People are shit all over him now saying he didn't pay nobody. You knew that coming in. Yeah. You didn't have yeah. to be there. Man, he was a good fucking like, dude. And I remember. Idea I ever pitched to Doug. Like the, the, the split shows, the Friday and Saturday show, that was all me. Because I thought, you know, I told you we brought in like Ace Rockwell and all them, right? Yeah. Who had been training. So. That's my thing with that was they're only going to get better if they have the experience to work with guys at a better, higher level than them and in front of yeah. a crowd. Within a month, Saturdays is out drawing Friday. Now the guys that are good on Fridays are wanting off Fridays to work on Saturdays. Yeah. But, man, I, like that was cool to me. And, like, looking back, like I was telling earlier, when I was, like, going to all the shows with, like, Wes and Mikey and Torque, and maybe it was just I was close to Mikey, dude. Like, I remember going and, like, picking up Mikey, like, three in the goddamn morning with Torque. We'd go eat fucking steak and shake, and then come back to the building and hang out, you know? Like, that was, like, fucking 2009, you know? But, like, dude, every time I ever went to TWA, I felt like I was at home, you know? Like, Doug would walk, he walked around that whole goddamn building multiple times. I went out in his office like a thousand times, dude. Like, that guy was cool as shit to me, you know? Yep. But I remember, uh, I don't know why he treated me so good. I don't know why, but he did. And I remember uh, when we bought the cage, Ramsey was fucking mad that Doug was selling us the cage. But he threw in fucking uh, barricades, those, uh, 
like those old hostile little fucking barricades they had. Yeah. He threw that in, souls the cage. Man, I fucking, I like the shit out of Doug, man. But, uh, here's something that not, I don't think anybody knows but me, Mikey, and Drew, Drew Game. We all knew this. Because, you know, Drew was the last NBA champion, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I had a plan. I think it was 2020. Somewhere around, it was like 2019 or 2020. We had a plan to do Mikey and Drew in Car Wars for the TWA title. Ain't Drew told us that. I think Dude, so. He was fucking pumped for it, man. We were going to do Car Wars again because, you know, we had National Titan as our fucking sponsor at the time. Right. And I fucking cleared it with them and everything. They were going to give us a car to do it. It was going to be the shit, man. And then, uh, God dang, it was wild. I fucking, man, I miss her. Every day. God dang. Uh, neither one of y'all were there that night that uh, Drew and Gilbert did that, like, Thanksgiving triple shot, right? Uh, y'all heard about it? I know Drew tried to do a quadruple shot, and I stopped it because he got concussed at my building. Yeah. Bro, he did, he did a triple shot one night. I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, but, like, we, we didn't draw a fucking thing. It might have been Christmas. But, uh, dude, we had a cage, and, like, what he did was him and Matt started at BCW, came to us, and then went to SSPW. <laughs> Bro, these motherfuckers were doing leg drops off the top of the cage and all kinds of shit. There's like 10 people in the crowd. They didn't give a fuck, dude. Uh, bro, his quadruple shot was, I think it was like an afternoon spot show for Paulie at a nursing home. <laughs> How funny is that? God dang, man. I tell you what, there ain't there ain't nobody like fucking Drew Gang. God well, dang. Then he come to us. Then he was going to go to TWE. Then he was going to go to Pikeville when it was still MCW because he gained an hour because they were an hour behind us. <laughs> but he wrestled. Y'all were there. Whoever he wrestled, he went to do the uh, cut the flip off the clothesline. Yeah. And didn't make it and landed on his dome. And oh, yeah, you in. told me this. I think you told me about that. He came in like three different times looking for his keys. And so I called Julie and I was like, hey, um, can you get up here? Because I've stalled all I can. Like, he's wanting to search my bag for his keys. I had his keys. Yeah, dude. One night over at my fucking jam sessions, one of my buddies was super fucking drunk. And I gave uh, his keys to my ex-brother-in-law, right? Uh-huh. I, said, bro, I said, bro, we got a hot these. Right, we're on the back porch. He just threw him up on the goddamn roof and said, I "Ain't gonna find him now." <laughs> yeah, Drew. This cut. motherfucker, dude. I was like, "God damn!" Then I wake up the next morning. That's somebody tried to break in my back door and all kinds of shit. And I'm like, "Bro, what the fuck?" He said, "I'll buy you no door, brother." God damn. <laughs> yeah, Drew cussed me damn. almost to the day he died for fucking up his uh, quadruple shot. Oh man. So. uh Anyway, we'll skip forward there a little bit. Fucking, uh, that was like 2013 or so when we bought the cage and shit. We did like that, uh, Thanksgiving show and we did it for Doug because it's right after they closed, you know, and we did the three nights of cages. It did not draw. But, uh, uh, I took over booking in December 2013 because, you know, uh, Big Will fucking 
booked all this bullshit and they didn't even show up. I love you, Will, but you motherfucker, you left me in high and dry. But, um, but listen to this, right? What? My first time. I my worked for Big Will at RCW one night. Tell me, Hampton, go ahead. I was doing a double shot from RCW to SSPW for Tommy Gage. Yeah. Who was booking? Was it Will? Yeah, it was Will booking RCW. Okay. I come in there, and he's, uh, I walked in, he's like, gonna have you work Mikey first match. I'm like, shit, all right, easy night. Me and Mikey will go out there. Because that's when Mikey was coming around. I said, yeah. I said, it'll be a good, easy match. Me and Mikey can tear it up. It'll be good shit. We go out there. That's good shit, pal. We go out there, do something like right off the bat where he hits some kind of a roll up. And I reach up and grab the rope as soon as he rolls me up. Referee counted three anyway. Didn't even look. Oh, God. What's my fucking great uncle, the motherfucker? Oh, bro. Motherfucker that wore a jacket? Oh, God. I got to tell you some stories about that son of a bitch, bro. Oh, my God. He rolls me up. I've got, the, I've got my hand on the rope. As soon as he rolls me up, he counts to three, looks up, sees my hand. I said, it was there the whole fucking time, buddy. Oh, my God, bro. I got to tell you some more. But, oh, so my we, God. We get up and we go back. We're doing some more, uh, working some more shit. And, uh, cause I just jumped Mikey. I'm like, fuck him. We'll do our match anyway. Shoot, I would have went home. That's an easy payday. Bro, I, I got to tell you some stories. I was like, life. fuck him. We'll do our match anyway. We go through, we do something else. And he does something to fuck up again. Uh, I got him in the corner and I'm arguing, you know, arguing with him, like working, arguing and shit. Yeah. And then he does something, and he goes and he just stands in the corner. So we go, and we're start, trying to do some more, and I go to whip Mikey. And dude's standing in the corner. I'm going to whip Mikey and not moving out of the way. I'd have whipped him. Bro. I finally right. go over to him, get in his face. I said, I swear to God, you're the worst fucking referee I've ever had to deal with in a fucking match. Lord. Me and Mikey take it home. I, t- I tell, uh, I told Will when I got to the back, I'm like, dude, if those are the rest I'm going to have to work with, I won't be back. Sorry, buddy. I got to go to this next show. Bro, uh, you're, it's about to get worse. <laughs> here's, here's the uh, here's the uh, final straw that made me quit using him. See, when I first started coming back, that was Papa's brother. He just fucked. I don't know what the fuck and why they used him as a ref. I don't know if they were just goddamn needy that night or what, but I don't know. He just started hanging out with the ref. Dude, I swear to God. One night, I'm being great. You're standing by the curtain watching the fucking show, right? This son of a bitch, during the match, Hampton, during the fucking match, answers his phone. Are you serious? <laughs> I swear to God, during the match. Say that again. He an- answered his phone in a fucking match. Bro, Why did he have his die, phone die. in the first I place? Looked, I, looked at, I looked at Greg, I said, that motherfucker on the phone, <laughs> he said, and dude, if y'all have ever heard Greg's fucking laugh like when he dies, is the goddamn I swear to God, it's hands down the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But bro, this son of a bitch was on the phone and he got to the back and I jumped his goddamn ass. I have never. He, he, bro, he ain't ever he ain't ripped a match since bro, bro. That's fucking hilarious. In my almost twenty four years, I've never heard First of all, I've never heard of anybody taking their phone to the ring. Well, 
I've done it by accident. Answer the phone. <laughs> I did it by accident, dude, up in fucking Pikeville one night. I had it stuck in my kick pad. Uh, I happened to be working a singles match. Eli came out to the ring with me. The referee's checking me, like, past my hey, kick pad. Uh, pulls the phone out and he said... My next story. Uh-huh. Speaking of Eli, you'll like it. Okay. I like those. <laughs> well, the referee's, like, patting me down, pulls my phone out of my fucking kick pad, and is like, what the hell is this? I said, I was expecting a fucking call. Give it to him. <laughs> He's yeah. the quarterback from draft day. Yeah. So, anyway... My first night booking solo by myself, apparently, because, you know, at this point, this is when Will was officially like, hey, dude, this guy's the booker now because Will kept fucking no-showing. But uh, Will booked three nights a goddamn Thanksgiving and then didn't show up for none of them but the last one. But uh, I took over booking. I love you, Will. I swear to God, dude. I'm not just shitting on you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the bad thing is he tell you, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But uh, my first night booking... All right, now here's here's my first night booking solo. James Storm, first night. Ever using, right? No okay. Shit. Rope breaks the match before James Storm. Oh, shit. I'm like, God damn. So we piece that motherfucker back together and we think it's fixed. And then it was Eli and Aiden versus uh, Keep Dying, James Storm. I'm talking James hits the rope one time, rope breaks again. Oh, damn. Fucking Yeah. Had to be him that so, hit the ropes and broke it, right? Yeah. So then, Eli ends up with a broken nose. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Either way, it was a good show, and James was like, man, I'll make it up to you. And he did, like, six or seven times, man. That James Storm's a cool fucking guy. And y'all became yeah. cool, which is something we'll talk about later on. If we don't get to it on this, yeah. one, we'll talk about it on the next one for sure. Of yeah, how the fuck, uh, how you become cool with almost every name you booked. Oh shit, dude! It's One of whom fuck. I seen the text you sent during a fucking live WWE premium live event of <laughs> no, this motherfuckers <laughs> producing that, matches. You send him a fucking text, <laughs> and he does he bullshit. And I was like, I'm gonna text him, and I text him. He replied, and he's like, Yeah, dude, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, Replies in the middle shit, of a dude, premium live event right now. Yeah. His match is probably in the ring he's in charge of. But take yeah, time well, out to text I, I you and that. tell you he misses you and misses drinking Fireball. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I didn't even think about that. He showed me that, and I was like, bro, that's incredible. You know they're having a show right now. He goes, oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> dude, I didn't think about it. Now I texted him like the next day, and I was like, bro, I'm sorry. I didn't think about it. <laughs> fuck. Like, I didn't think about WWE having a show. What kind of fucking wrestling person am I? But, uh... Dude, I don't know, like, uh, 2014, it just was the drizzling fucking shit. You know, because, like, it was my first year booking solo, but, like, uh, everybody fucking just bowed out pretty much because I was that fucking guy who just wouldn't fucking listen to the bullshit, you know what I mean? That's what I was about to ask you. Did you have any uh, resentment? No, sir. I was that fucking guy. Like, dude, when I fucking took over, I took over hard. You know what I mean? Like, I started bringing four mats and shit, and, like, everybody looked at me like I was fucking crazy. Well, that's how and you I, can tell who a true professional is. If they've never been given a format, right? They've right. never been anywhere. They they gave me like like they gave me the weirdest looks, and like all these fucking people just bailed out, and they're like, "I was like, whatever, dude." So like, uh, in twenty fifteen though, that's when shit really changed. Like, uh, I started using cross a lot, right? Uh huh. Twenty fifteen is also the year that you and I started connecting. 
Yeah, yeah, that dude, that's literally on my list. Oh, nice. Uh, but uh, 2015, I started talking to Cross a lot. And, like, me, like, Cross fucking, he changed my whole mindset about wrestling for a lot, you know? And then, like, uh, that same year, uh, fucking Jones became my, like, uh, assistant. And then me and you started talking a lot. And then I started talking to Woody and Jack Ward a lot, too, at the same time. All a bunch of guys to learn from. Yeah, yeah. so like, dude, I had this fucking, like, giant fucking storm of, like, guys that love nothing but fucking wrestling and, like, could teach me nothing but wrestling And shit, had been you know? successful doing it. Yeah, and, like, at the same time, look at all these fucking names I was using that also, every single time I'd use them, I would pick their brain to death, dude, which is why fucking Abyss loves me so goddamn much, you know what I mean? Like, that son of a bitch, dude, I got to text him right now. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, not much, man. Call me. You know what I mean? Well, they don't have a show tonight, so that'd be the that'd be the ideal time. Right. Right, yeah. But also, one dude. thing you told me that I thought was super cool was like, you done good by storm. So when Chris caught Chris, Abyss, I'm sorry. I knew him as Blueberry Chris before he was Abyss. Yeah. He called storm and verified you. And then called oh, no, back and it's same thing with Eric Young, yeah. Yeah, I called but, back uh, and it was like y'all been best friends for years because you done right by one guy. Yeah, see, I booked uh, I booked Gunner. Not just paying, not just paying wise either. You treated him the right way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I booked Gunner and Storm, and then I booked. I think it was a Biz first. I think it's February twenty. Yeah, it was a Biz first, and it's February twenty fifteen. And uh, he was like, bro, you got any references or anything? Like, I need to pause it, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, dude, sure. I said, uh, just hit up James Storm about me and ask him about me, right? And bro, he wrote me back. He's like, like 10 minutes later, dude, he's like, we're all good. I'll see you that date. That was it. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, fuck, that was cool, dude. And then, like, same thing with Eric Young. I said, you can have Gunner, Storm, Abyss, whatever. Just fucking let me know. And he wrote back, same thing. We're all good, dude. Like, bro, like. If you do one guy good in the wrestling business, they will all fucking trust you. Yep. Same thing with uh, you do one guy bad, you'll pay for it too, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like uh, Eric Young, I'm not gonna name prices, but like uh, that son of a bitch took care. Of, like, he trained it crazy, Steve. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And Eric he did, Young, he did more a, than that in training. Bro, he is a nice son of a bitch, and like uh, you didn't catch I, that. I've had him like six times. He actually gave me his very last indie booking. <laughs> before he went to WWE. Wait, it's Herman. He, he gave that to me on purpose. And then uh, the first time I booked Crazy Steve, he said, hey, man, will you do me a favor? Will you book this guy? He said, I'll cut my rate in half if you book him too. I was like, for sure, dude. I'll book him. You know, the other guy? I was still, either way, paying less than just booking Eric by getting Crazy Steve too, you know? Oh, crazy. So Eric had you bring in Steve the first time. Yeah, because okay. he was a trainee. And like, dude, uh, more than that, crazy Steve. God damn, that's so much crazy. Oh yeah, he's you know I told you my crazy Steve story, but dude's fucking awesome. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, man, one night, <laughs> oh, dang, he likes to burn. I tell, <laughs> I I found out later that night after uh, that show. Uh, me and. God dang, dude. The fucking bonfires with Storm. We can have a whole fucking podcast. Hell, you about got Storm fired one night. God damn, that was wild, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> you heard this one? Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, 
Oh gosh, I tell that one. I'm like, well, he ain't, he can't get fired down. Yeah, he ain't got. Uh, he's got the same contract uh, we all night, got. One night we were all fucked up down at the bonfire. So uh, it was me, him, and Greg, and like we're the only ones like drinking, drinking. You know what I mean? So like, uh, we bust out this. Uh, I had a bottle of something, some bullshit, and like we drank it. And then Greg's like, well, we got this. And it was aftershock. Y'all, I'm God, y'all had aftershock. We were oh, fucking oh yeah. I was 12 once. Bro, so we drank that whole, yeah. We drank that whole goddamn <laughs> bottle. And then we drank a whole goddamn bottle of Fireball. And, like, bro, like, anytime me and Greg was, like, eating calls to take a shot, he'd look at Papaw and say, Papaw, did you raise a bunch of pussies? What's up? <laughs> bro, we were dying. But uh, after we drank, we drank three balls, me, Greg, him, dude, just back to back. I mean, like, within an hour. And then we just started fucking drinking beer after that, dude. We had a this, <laughs> we had this fucking She's dude come over to somebody new, and this motherfucker, he was a fat guy, right? And Storm just kept calling him Fatty McGee. Kept <laughs> 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 stealing his beer. It was goddamn hilarious, but uh, dude, we were all fucked, right? And then like next thing we know, Storm was in his goddamn whitey tighties. He goes, "Take a picture." <laughs> bro, this some bitch is like doing the whole Hogan pose in his fucking whitey tighties, <laughs> and we're like, "What the fuck is going on, bro?" And then like thirty minutes later, that's just posted on Twitter, dude. And then like I wake up next morning, and fucking Greg, he, he like, posted it, right? Storm posted, yeah, posted it. Yeah, he posted it. And Greg fucking texted me, bro. Look at Twitter; it fucking blew up. And then goddamn Storm the next day called me. Bro, make sure you delete all that fucking dick he went off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, God bro. forbid you have a guy that's on your roster that is known for drinking. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, I, I booked everybody from fucking TNA at that point. Like, hey, I had Gunner. You Mark. booked Mr. TNA. You booked the fucking founder. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Jared was, God damn, he was fucking dope, man. I love that guy. That guy was awesome. He fucking, uh, he hit me, I'm not going to name numbers on this podcast, but like, he fucking, he hit me with numbers, and I was like, right off the bat, I was like, man, it was cool, I, I wish I could do business with you, but I can't, he reeled back, he said, damn, son, not even going to negotiate, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, here's what I can do, and I said, here's what I'm comfortable with, I said, I'll give you a six-man tag, a seminar that you keep all the money on, and like, we'll do this, right? And, like, bro, when Greg was fucking paying him, you know, Greg was the money guy at that time, he was like, your goddamn brothers are fucking carny. He's that son of a shocked me down half my fucking price. Hell, he had to respect <laughs> that, though, because he, he's a carny. Yeah. Hey, but you know, they say, they say us carnies, we all run together anyway. That whole show, I said just fucking shit. Like, me and him just shit talk forever, dude. This was fucking awesome. But, uh, but no, dude, I booked. Gunner, Storm, Abyss, Eric Gunn, Crazy Steve, Sam Shaw, yeah. Magnus, Bram, fucking, which is, uh, Tom what's it, Tom Yeah. Uh, Rebel. We're, we're big Tom Mad Latimer fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking Glacier, Gallows, Jared, fucking all of them, dude. And like, goddamn, they're all nice fucking people, dude. They were. Sam Shaw, that's some bitch, dude. I was hanging out with him. He like, hey, man, you like this? I was like, yeah. He fucking gave me that dusty drawing. I don't even know where it's at because I got moved, but. It's around there somewhere, dude. That shit was awesome. But like, uh, 
around that same time, though, like, dude, I started, like, focusing on, like, I started thinking, like, dude, we got to focus on the future a little bit, you know? Because all those guys, like, fucking Tristan and all them, like, Tristan's over as fuck, man, but, like, they can't be there forever, you know? So I booked guys like CJ and fucking Ethan and Brent and all those guys start pushing them, trying to get them over, you know? Right. Trying to get better. And, like, fucking Jesse and Cross and Shane Williams, they're working on them every fucking week, dude. And, uh, like, me and CJ don't get along now, but, like, dude, the fucking kid is good, you know? <coughs> oh, yeah. Like, like I, I can't knock it. You know, when I came back the first time, uh, I told you I wanted him as my project. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, just... not going to shit on CJ. I know he's going to listen to this podcast and probably think I'm going to shit on him, but I like CJ as a wrestler. Like, yeah, he went through he went through a lot of shit, and then he got mad at me just because I wouldn't want to bring him back. And like, dude, honestly, there's other guys on the fucking show that went through a lot of shit. Like West Blaze, dude. Like I'll get right. into that later. Like West Blaze went through shit for years, and I wouldn't fucking touch him. Right? You know and, what I mean? You know, we're and, proud of both of them for overcoming what they overcome, but. Right? Brown of CJ, goddamn. One thing that Conrad always says that you know, I know you're a big Conrad fan too that that I love is the it's the wrestling business, not the wrestling friendship. Right, like if, if there's a guy that I don't necessarily get along with outside of the ring, but he's good for my show. Guess what? I'm gonna use that motherfucker. Dude, you know for a you of all people know for a fact. Right. I don't, I don't like. A lot of people I book. Yeah, yeah, me I mean, too. I've, it's, it's personal friends, you yeah, know. Like my my family and my personal friends, which y'all are all a part of. So right you, here on this phone call. Yeah, <laughs> throw throw Will and uh, the Collins brothers and Jen in there, and you got it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty but, much it. Uh, I won't I won't shit on CJ. I know he's probably gonna think I'm gonna shit on him. But I won't. No, nah, uh, shit. You know, shit happens. Everybody, like, you know, everybody has to decide whatever, their own Whatever path. he thinks I'm mad about, I'm not. But well, I told, I told him that night that when everything happened, nobody was mad at him. Just let it die down. and You never know what the future holds. And I stand by that. I've, I've booked guys that I said I'd never book again. Most notably, them fucking no-showing ass lynches. <laughs> but, hey, I will say, here in 2016, around the same time, right? Fucking, uh, I will mention this just because it was in the fucking comments on that post I made the other day. Fucking, uh. Oh, yeah, Andrews. Yeah, Pee Wee. Fucking him and Minshew's angle, dude. That shit was goddamn hilarious. Now, tell me about that, because I remember Minshew was the ring announcer when I came down. I know he he was the ring announcer when I come down and sold you the belts, and I think he was the ring announcer when I came back the first time before COVID hit us. Well, I, I, I started this angle, and I had Minshew just, like, slowly heel-turning on him, right? Like, I mean, like, I put Pee Wee on, like, his losing streak, and I had Minshew, like, uh, just shitting on him a little bit at a time, right? And, like, eventually it got to, like, you looks like you came up short there, Pee Wee, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It was great, <laughs> it was great man. What, then, year was, uh, what year was this? Sixteen, I think. Okay, so you and I had already been talking, so I think yeah. Jeff, Jeff had probably already rubbed off on you a little bit. Yeah, and then fucking dude, Pee Wee went off on him when I was beating the fuck out of. Him. Come on, and then like, like everybody, like 
everybody was like, oh, that's the end of that. And then, like, the next week, I had Minshew come out, like, in a fucking, like, full body suit. Like, he'd be fucking broken in half. He's like, I'm still an RCW unless I can become the commissioner. Since you brought him up. Since you brought him up, shout out to uh, Pee Wee Andrew West. Uh, yes. Didn't know this. He has been a listener for a long time to the podcast. He's oh, listened yeah. to every episode yeah. we put out, so... Uh, we oh, appreciate anybody listening, especially the local boys listening, because that's yeah, what this podcast is for. Uh, didn't know that. I told him to subscribe to us, and he goes, I already have. I've listened to every episode. So <laughs> shout out to Pee Wee, man. Dude, he, uh, one night, fucking, like, he just beat, you know, he beat the shit out of him. He came back out in the body suit. <laughs> come up a little so, short. Pee Wee, or Minshew got named commissioner, and we built up to this war games where it was like Pee Wee versus Minshew and like team versus team. And, like, dude, it was cool. Like, uh, I did the fucking, you know, usually, you know, the baby face goes over at fucking war games. But what I did was I had Pee Wee's team win, right? Uh-huh. And Pee Wee gets out the cage, and we had a hill, which was Aiden, Sean Bell, Alex Michaels, and somebody else. Fucking locked the cage, and all the baby faces were inside the cage. And, like, they just beat the fuck out of Pee Wee outside, dude. It was awesome. I don't hate that. It was cool, man. It's like the big show of the year, and it's like there we go. We got brand new shit already built. But I will say, the funniest fucking thing. You told me to think about funniest moments or best moments, Archie. That right, we're out. dude. The funniest goddamn moment I I think maybe ever at fucking RCW. I had goddamn. Uh, we just painted the floor blue, right? And Pee Wee's already laughing. Listen to this. Fucking, uh, he was like, the goddamn floor was like the goddamn ocean. I can't even fucking swim. <laughs> <laughs> I God, dude. And I said, I said, you're a goddamn bitch if you don't do that in the spot tonight. And I swear to God. <laughs> he swam this, on the floor. He, I swear to God, he got knocked that off the awesome. paper. He landed on the floor and he just starts fucking like dog paddling. He goes, I can't even swim. I can't even swim. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You know, you missed your chance to rehash that angle with Josh and Logan. <clears throat> Dude, it was the You come up short line would have been perfect. Great. But, man, like 2016 was fucking dope. But uh, that was also Josh Jones last year. Okay. Like, he, he, took, he took time off. But, uh, and he had been with you for how long at that point? Two or three years, but, okay. uh, man, fucking, uh, 2017, like, I was like, hey, man, we gotta take a step, you know? So, like, I know this sounds fucking stupid, like, hey, man, we're gonna start paying everybody, you know? We got to. So, we started off, we're just gonna pay fucking body, and then, uh, dude, I feel like the booking was fucking awesome in 2017. Like, I feel like that might be my best period in booking. I thought over every fucking thing, you know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, we moved over to the Patriot building, the MMA building. I remember and that. I, I don't want to go over how that ended, but, uh, as you know, yeah, even though yeah. I, I don't want to go into that, but uh, I will tell a funny story about that, and Sean Clark's probably get mad about this. But uh, fucking one night, Sean Clark was the champ, right? Y'all, y'all are all going to laugh about this shit. Sean Clark was the champ. And he fucking, one night, I was, hey, man, I can't make it. My uh, my septic's backed up. And I was like, oh, shit, really? He's yeah. He sent me a picture of his yard all full of, like, shit. <laughs> right? Well, 
the good thing is I got connections in pro wrestling, so I, I already knew where the fuck he was at. Oh, damn. Yeah. He so pulled, I texted he pulled Jack, a Dion Mercer. He was at damn. Jack Lord's show. So I texted Jack and said, hey, Jack, is he there? And he said, yep. And sent me a picture of Sean the goddamn locker room. <laughs> that is hilarious. The reason I yeah, said Dion so, Mercer, Josh, was Dion no-showed me at UEW one night. So I called, I called Tyler during the show, or I text Tyler. And he said, yeah, he's, yeah. And he sends me a picture. He goes, should I not use my, no, he's your problem now. Yeah. Just <laughs> so, th- uh, thanks for, and that's the well, relationship we had. We, I don't think we'd ever really met. It was just texting back and forth. Like the way I it started you, with me and Tyler was I'd put up a post about. The softball game. Huh? The softball game. Yeah, the softball game. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, uh. Here's where it gets even funnier, dude. Fucking Sean Clark sends me a picture of his yard, right? All covered in septic. You know what I did? Google search. I reverse Google search that shit. <laughs> and it pops up as septic backup. And I sent it to him. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn. I saw but, hey, uh, 2018, I was burnt out like a motherfucker, man. I'm trying to skip through this now and get to the good stuff. But oh, you're fine. 2018, I was burnt like a son of a bitch. But, man, uh, 2019, uh, I remember I was eating fucking Los Amigos, and I was just talking to Jones. And I was like, bro, uh, do you want to come back? And he's like, man, I do, because, you know, I, I really want to come back. Now, the same time as Los Amigos, Jason Collins called me. He's like, hey, man, uh, do you need me for anything tonight? And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. We'll figure out something, right? So we started that night to build a fucking uh, Illuminati coming back. I was there for that. Yeah, that was the same time you got involved. Yeah. And then, like, two months later, or maybe less, I met Gary Lamb. And then I met Logan. Or, like, I got close. I got close with Logan. At Southern Honor, right? Yeah. And, like, dude, I was like, we were like 25 paid at this point. Like, it was bad, you know, because I was so burned out in 2018. I just didn't give a fuck, man. Right. And, like, uh, with all of us coming together and, like, with Gary helping push me, because he did, dude, he helped push me a lot. Like, still to this day, dude, I can call Gary, like, right fucking now. I'm not going to, but I, I guarantee you I'd call Gary right fucking now and he would answer. Oh, you I have no me? doubt. I've, I've seen that relationship firsthand. Dude, like, it's insane. Like, even with this music thing I'm pushing, which we'll talk about later, dude, he will fucking, like, he will give me his absolute brutal honesty. And, like, he'll, he'll let me in free to every fucking event he does, dude, just because I think he believes in me, you know? I remember the first time uh, I literally walked up and introduced myself to him in one of the shows, and, like, he had some drama going on at the same time. I was like, hey, man, I just want to know I'm Tiger Hasaway. I run a renegade in Jasworth. And, like, dude, it was, like, three hours later, I hop on Facebook and like 90 fucking people would tag me and shit. And it was him posting, Hey, I met this kid tonight. He said he runs a show in Chatsworth. Who is he? Right. You know, I, I remember that post. Yeah. Everybody fucking tagged me. And I like, also dude, remember the post where y'all had run the school and had like over 500 and they were still coming in and he put it yeah. over and bragged about you. Dude, I swear to God. And for those that don't know Gary, tell them a little backstory about him. Gary don't like nobody. No, he don't like nobody. But uh, he's uh, he's legit the, the best promoter in fucking Georgia. Dude, it's stupid. Like, I dang, I tell you what, like I'm not religious, but like, 
if I ever go to fucking church, it's gonna be a fucking Gary Lambert church. I promise you that. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> that dude is so real, dude. You know, like I've never met the fucker. I've never met the motherfucker that real. He will, dude. He does not have a goddamn thing. You know what I mean? It's stupid. I love that guy so much. Like till the end of my fucking days, dude. That I, I will fucking. That guy's so cool, dude. I love him. Like that might sound stupid, but that god dang man, that guy's nah, awesome. Gary's awesome, and for you know, people that don't know him and just read stuff about him. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say awesome. I'm gonna say this as honestly as Gary would. Everything you read about him is probably true. He's Definitely. a preacher that cusses, loves his bourbon, and don't give a shit what people think about him. Yeah. And, hey, but if uh, he likes you, he will stand up for it. Like, I remember him and uh, Caleb coming up for Best of the Best uh, right before we got shut down by the pandemic. For sure. Hey, uh... uh Caleb was, uh, Caleb James Kitchens, or James Caleb Kitchens was the promoter of, was it Viral? Yeah, Viral Pro Wrestling. Viral Pro Wrestling. I know y'all want to, y'all want to, like, shut her down around the pandemic, but, uh, I got one more thing to say, we'll go over that before the pandemic, and then let's just hit those favorite moments, then we just bullshit, if y'all want to. Yeah, well, I mean, get us to the pandemic, and then we can pick up. We well, got, I, there ain't a whole lot with the pandemic. No, I'm just saying that'll be a stopping point for us. You know, yeah, once fine, once yeah. we get to after that best of the best, uh, we'll yeah, stop dude. and when oh we start God. when we start the next two, we'll start with the uh, the quarantine shows we did, and then get us dude, up to present honestly, day. Honestly, that fucking best of the best. I think it was six. God damn, dude! That I know it was 2020. I don't know what number it was. Yeah, dude, that might be my first show ever. But uh, anyway. Uh, 2020. Up until recent shows, it was my favorite one I was ever involved in with RC. Yeah, dude, I mean, it was, it was fucking dope. Dude. Just, like we'll a, cover it in a minute, but just the talent we had on that show was. Oh god. So man. let's see, 2020, dude, we had huge fucking numbers. We went from 25 paid to like fucking 150 paid every goddamn show. Yeah, because when I come back, that was the blow off of the Illuminati angle that we had built when I come yeah, the first well, time that, before my. That, during the pandemic, I didn't even promote the fucking number on that because I was scared we'd get shut down. Right, which was incredible. But I'd come the first time. My grandfather actually passed away here at my house. The first, oh you know, God. one of the nights I was back down, me, my second or third night down there. Yeah. And so then yeah, I took I'm, some time yeah. off for family. And when I come back, that's, you know, we're getting ready to do the blow off of the Illuminati because that's when they had that badass cage match with Cyrus yeah. and B. Collins because... Drew bet Cyrus a Canadian penny that he couldn't throw Nate over the cage to the floor. That was that was still standing in 2020. Yeah, and then we went. Uh, I remember we made it through still standing, and then to the best of the best. Then we had our next show scheduled, the post best of the best show, and that's when everybody shut us the fuck down. But we were in 18. What did you have in 19? No, 19. I was just fucking burnt, and that's why I met everybody like fucking Gary and. I got close with you and Logan and all them. We were 25 paid to fucking just. Yeah, dude, we hit it dude, off like we had, sucked, we hit but, it off uh, like we had known each other for years. Yeah, we we did, but like we just got like we got closer. Oh you yeah, know, and like, yeah. You got involved, but like uh, 2020, dude, like it was fucking like stupid. Like 
that first like three months of 2020 was like, dude, we were about to fuck shit up in Georgia wrestling. Dude, everything clicked. The Illuminati back together. Oh my angle God, clicked. Dude. Uh, CJ was, coming dude, back and winning the title again clicked. Dude, everything was huge. And then like a uh, fucking skunk was there doing our promotion. Like, yeah, dude, filming for like, us. It was fucking great, dude. And then like a, uh, but I mean, it all fucking played out good. Like even with COVID shutting us down, for the Illuminati Bowl off with 179 fucking people, which is fucking great. Yeah, that's awesome for Chatsworth. But uh, we'll stop there. Well, well don't, let's start. hit that best of the best, so, so we can tell. You know, we talked about how okay, it was. Well, yeah, we, we how it was great. Too. Let's just who was in it. Um, fucking David Ali. David Ali, who in my opinion is the best unsigned talent out there. Yeah, David uh, Aldean, Sean Dean. Sean Bucket. Dean, who is signed with AEW. Uh, he's yeah, on the Ring of Honor Havoc. side now, teaming with uh, Carly Bravo. Yeah, uh, Eric Havoc. Uh, Brent, Brent Banner. And Paul Manson. Paul Manson, Matt Lynch. Uh, Matt Lynch was in it. Ethan Cage, I think, was in it. Or Nate Wilde. Ethan Walker. Cage was in it. But dude, it was fucking stupid the, how good it was. Bro, the final four. Just listen to this final four. Sean Dean. David, David Ali, Brent Banner, Matt Lynch, and Brent Banner. God damn. Yeah. Dude, it was awesome. And also, awesome. we had, uh, at the time, David Ali's girlfriend, uh, Shalandra Royal, yeah. who was trained at QT School that did the uh, national anthem for the very first AEW show. Yeah. Step for us, too. Yeah. She come in, and I was like, hey, girls. And we hugged, and I was like, so, want to do something tonight? Well, I didn't bring my gear. I was like, we we don't need you to wrestle. Would you sing the national anthem live for us? And she goes, well, I don't have a dress or anything. I said, what you, and I mean, she looked good. She had on like, uh, what, girls pants, what they call them? The yogurt pants. Yeah, yogurt pants. She's wearing yogurt pants <laughs> and an oversized sweatshirt. What you've ever seen her, she's fucking gorgeous anyway. She's like, yeah, I'll do it for you. So I told Tyler and Tyler threw her a little cash there, so... You know, we start the show off with a legit singer singing the national anthem, and then everything that night just progressed. Great show. Brent gets over huge. Like, I didn't really understand the appeal of Brent Banner yet because I hadn't seen him. But, like, that night, from then on, I've been a Brent Banner fan. Fast forward, you know, we've got a show planned. Do what? That leads even more into the music thing later. Yeah. So for then fast forward, we've got our show playing. You know, we were still every two weeks. Show playing for two weeks out. And then in between Best of the Best inning and that new show happening, the world stops. Oh, fuck. So oh, Tyler comes up with a brilliant idea, and uh, I'll let you run with it from there. Oh, man, it was awful. Like, we were, like, so goddamn pumped, like, about everything going on. And, like, dude, I, to me, personally, I was so goddamn excited because, like, uh, just – Personally, I had fucking, like, Caleb Kitchens there, or Jack Doe's Kitchens, and fucking Gary Lamb, dude, like, my two, like, favorite fucking promoters. Like, we're, like, these three. At that point, we were, like, on this side of the chessboard, you know. We actually took you a picture of y'all three together. Oh, we did. Like, man, I just loved it. And then, like, I fucking, like, I was nailing all cylinders, and they were, too, at the same time. And then fucking COVID shows down. I'm like, that picture, that picture, too, helped erase the uh i'm doing air quotes you can't see it but where chatsworth where wrestling goes to die 
well, you're booking you're booking and <laughs> and that uh the shows you produced and then getting the endorsement from those two guys made other people well you know that whole transfer thing goes to die thing man like look at that point or at some point it was you know but it like, was but I will also say this too and Jason can verify this People can say that all they want to, but anytime I went to Chatsworth for Kevin Walker, I made damn good money. Well, yeah, because well, yeah, we moved further away, you'd show. Uh, yeah, but I never had to wrestle anybody bad. I, I wrestled Gilbert. I wrestled Banks. I wrestled uh, Super Freak Adam Young. It was always good. I'd but wrestled, time, uh, was it Psycho Scott? Yeah. So I always wrestled but, guys that were good. At the same time, though, man, like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but, like, toot I did. Toot that motherfucker. Take, I did toot, toot, but I did take RC, or I did take Chatsworth from, like, a three to four show area. Or, yeah, like, to fucking not paying nobody to, like, a one show area that pays everybody the least I fucking guarantee. And people want to come in and if people don't believe us I'll send you a screenshot of my personal Facebook oh, messages but I fucking hate people you should see my goddamn messages I, that's what I'm saying I know how bad mine is because you know I'm the face of the company when I'm there so that's 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 what people think is it's actually mine but it's not and I'll yeah, tell them it's like, hey man problem. I can help you get booked this is what I need I need you to send me some matches and I'll send it to the booker the owner and we'll go from there. But if mine's that bad, I can only imagine how bad the actual Facebook Messenger is and how bad yours is. How much time y'all got left? Oh, we can bullshit for a minute because we still want you to talk about uh, this week's show for sure. Okay, for sure. But uh, y'all want to go over favorite moments of RCW? Or you just yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. We just wanted to have a stopping point on like the actual journey to getting to where we are, you know, to today. So we thought the pandemic shows would be a great point. About the last two years, because honestly, the last two years have been fucking. They deserve their own episode. That's exactly what we were thinking. Yeah, but my my favorite moments, right? So one night, dude, we booked up this fucking. I had this angle in my head for years, right? And it was like a. Randy Wyndham, uh, dude, like the fucking love by everybody, fucking GM, right? Uh, Mad Dog was always his big heel that went against him. So uh, I had this idea where it's like, I want Mad Dog and Randy in this fucking story. And then Randy's like, hey, man, you're in the cage with this big badass baby face, which in this point became Jess Wade. And like, everybody's like, oh, fuck, dude, Mad Dog, you're fucked, right? And then like, they get in the cage, and they work like a minute and a half, and all of a sudden, the baby face turns heel and just starts beating the fuck out of Randy, right? And dude, when I did that, oh my god, I finally did it with Jess Wade. I built up this big, long angle with Jess Wade, fucking Mad Dog. And dude, I had Jess Wade turn heel, and I swear to god, there was fans crying in the crowd. It was stupid. Now think about that. Anybody that's just come to RCW in the last couple of years will know Jess Wade is a fun-loving, super-over babyface. Dude, it was awesome. So for you to be able to flip like that, it shows the, the character of the way you develop characters. But I will say, uh, CJ, I'll give him props on this. He, uh, he started like tearing the cage down while this was going on. 
And, like, dude, that was a great, like, fucking on-the-fly fucking moment. You know what I mean? Right. That was awesome, dude. Now, I got to put CJ over for something. Yeah, it popped me. I didn't know it was happening. The night he won the belt back and he proposed to... Uh, Holly, yeah, that was cool. Who I now know is Jones' sister. Yeah. A couple people found out that late. And they're like, man, that hot-ass bitch, blah, blah, blah. Josh like, yeah, that's my sister. Well, I told Jason about that whole text conversation we had that day. Oh, that was hilarious, dude. Yeah, because I said something about her being Don't hot. Do. And nobody, all Tyler says was, no, Ben, she's crazy. I was like, you just made my dick get harder. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, she likes wrestlers. I said, so she likes cheese, does she? And then he goes, you know, that's Jones's sister. And then before I could say anything, Jones takes back, hell, I'd rather, we were on the phone. We were, Yeah, we were having our, okay. our, our Saturday morning pre-show conversations. We used to have Jones yeah. goes, hell. I'd rather been dater than some of these fuck tarts she's been with before. Yeah. <laughs> but, so that's uh, why when you see me and Jones say brother in law, that's what the whole joke was. Gotcha. But they, they don't really matter. We already, already talked about them. But uh, the Pee Wee Slimming floor, that was one of them. Uh, one night we had Jamie Strong and Tristan and a fucking angle for the heavyweight title, right? <laughs> and uh, fucking Jamie Strong was like, they're about to have this title match. And bro, one night, this is like, borderline like god damn that's unprofessional but at the same time it was fucking <laughs> great because we worked so many people with this like tristan was always going to jail at this point for like fucking child support and shit right right but it was like during the middle of summer we had the bay door open everything and tristan came out and jamie came out they're about to have their heavyweight title match and like this fucking cop literally pulls in right <laughs> I, remember that. I was there when that happened with, with his lights on right okay Fucking Tristan, they're about to wrestle, and the cop fucking walks up to the ring. So Tristan, get out of the ring and arrest him, dude. Arrest him, bro. I've Put had him that in the car. I've seen that happen before. I was still in bro. training, but this was a word. Put him in the car, and then goddamn, a uh, Sabrina, Red's wife, did not have a goddamn clue, and she was like going off. Right, right. Papaw, this was a work. We had Papaw walk up, like, act like he's mad. They arrested Papaw. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Let me tell you this one real quick. This wasn't a work. So I'm still in training. Drew's wrestling, and he's booked on a bar show that neither one of us are supposed to be in because we're underage, right? Yeah. It's in. It's on East Main Street in Chattanooga. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. It's a bar show. Jamie Kyle tells them, I can pay you like, I think it was 10 bucks or give you all the beer you can drink in uh, a VHS. And the VHS was uh, the uh, Onita uh, exploding match shit with Gordy and all them on it. On DVD, yeah. No, on VHS, bro. Oh, shit. Sorry, you're old. Yeah, so I was <laughs> like, bro, I'll take all the beer I can drink. So I ended up having a ref a match, but uh, before... Before I was going to ref, they thought I was going to have to wrestle because Doug Griffin goes to the ring to wrestle Fly Guy. Yeah. Or he's doing a promo, I'm sorry. And uh, five cops come in and arrest Doug in fucking pink spandex. <laughs> Take him out the front door. And uh, he says, uh, I'll be back, God damn it, I'll be back. So... Uh, Jamie Kyle was a booker, and he looks, he goes, you got your gear? And I was like, yeah. He goes, well, get ready. You're going to wrestle Fly Guy. Hell, I ain't had a match yet. I'm still in training. 
So in the middle of it, I actually have to come out and do an entrance. The fly guy comes to the ring. Before we lock up, Big Doug's comes busting through the front door with one handcuff hanging off his arm and jumps in there and starts <laughs> fighting Fly Guy. Oh my God. Yeah. Looking back, if I would have used common sense, I'd have got out of the business before I even started, honestly. Yeah. Bad idea from the get go. You got any more funny ones for us? Or memorable, either one? Let me think. Alright, so favorite moments. Uh, I already told you the Pee Wee Saloon Fourth and Four thing. Even if it I comes into something newer that we've not covered yet, by all means, let us let us have it. Well, I got I got one for you. This ain't newer, but it was like a post seven oh eight. Okay. Uh, flow, which was Adam Stevens, fucking uh, Brian Rivers, Cal Williams, Chip Hazard. Chad Giuliani, right? Okay. They did this fucking group. Dude, one night, I think they were annually like a, I, don't, I know it was Southern Rebel, but it might have been fucking Chief too. But uh, dude, they did this angle. And they fucking burned a Confederate flag in our building, right? <coughs> Bro, it was wild. Like, I'm talking like these motherfuckers were beating each other off the. Like, they, they got a final fan, bro. It was wild. But, uh, I can see that pissing people in Chatsworth off. Dude, that was the craziest shit. So, uh, <coughs> other than that, let me see. That, I mean, I'm just going on my favorite moments here. But uh, the last show in the old building and the first one, the new one's pretty fucking cool. But we ain't talking that one on the next podcast. Yeah. But uh, something that's really cool to me and maybe not to many others, but is the uh, West Redemption story, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. And. It's really important for me, too, because Jason, probably in the same way, because I come up wrestling Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. So I always seen Wes at the shows. Now, fast forward, much like I told you earlier about TWA, everybody good was trying to get off Friday to work my Saturday show, right? Well, Wes worked Friday night, and then uh, I was his second match ever on the Saturday show. And from day one, I mean, he had it. You know, we we can't tell you what it is because we don't know. If we could, everybody'd have it because we'd make them have it. But he's I, just, I will, I will right here, admittedly on this podcast, say I'm probably the biggest West Blaze Mark ever, dude. Like that guy. I mean, from the fucking get go, has always had me. It's like that fucking guy has it, dude. Yeah, like I said, it's whatever it is, he's got it because. He thoroughly entertained, and you know, we've talked about this being one of the main reasons you and I can't enjoy wrestling, watching it on TV, is because we're so fickle. But I can yeah. actually watch Wes Blaze's matches and be entertained because he doesn't just focus on in-ring work or being an asshole. He combines the two. He's an all-around sure. character. Sure. But Dude, he, to me, he's one of the best, like, this era's ever had, like, and like a lot of people be like, oh, you're sucking their ass. No, dude. No. I love Wes. I love Wes as a person, but like his in-ring shit is stupid, man. I always have to. And I remember I was there when you were going to bring him back, and I remember there was a lot of resentment in the locker yeah. room. Yeah, I, I was going to get into that. Well, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, but you know, from our side, we're agreeing a whole hundred percent with you on the Wes redemption story being great. 
And for their listeners that don't know, we're not going to go into detail because that's not our story to tell. But trust me, I've known Wes damn near his whole life. If you want to know, all you got to do is message him and ask him. Well, you know, I I, I got everybody together and I was like, hey, man, here's who I think the fourth guy needs to be. And it became a fucking thing. And I was like, yeah, we had, we're not going to say any names. We have one person threatening to fucking quit. Yeah, and well, I mean, after the match, they did quit. Yeah, but they're back, so. And they're back, and they're also yeah. cool, <laughs> and they're also cool with Wes. Yeah, now. Yeah. Did, did, did you say around the school? Do what? I said, did you say they're running the school? the school i thought you said yeah they're back now they're cool and they're running the school no i didn't say that (laughs) we just told everybody who it was no no no. you just did though i did yeah fuck it hey even he will admit he was wrong he will and that's one of the best things about his character is he does go off the deep end quickly, very fucking quickly, really? without oh, thinking no. about without thinking about anything. But when he's wrong, he'll be the first to say, "You know what? You were right. I was wrong." Bro, I was right on that. I was like, "Bro, no, this is what we need to do." And he's like, "No, dude, nope." And then all of a sudden, it's like bringing back dude that popped that, and I was awesome. I still remember that. I get goosebumps thinking about me and Josh going to pick him up and fucking dogs, and he like. Got dropped off. I was hanging out, me and Josh, and like we brought him over to the building. He was like fucking wearing a hood into the building. It was the coolest fucking thing in the world, dude. I still remember though the the guy, the one guy that had a major issue with it was also the guy that was pissed off about an unprofessional guy in one of his matches that ran off and left. Yeah, I will say though, fucking, uh, I am an admittedly fucking less placed mark, and like, dude, that guy. As always and always will be in my top ten. And like uh I'll always be on that guy's side, you know what I mean? Me too. Even though he loves rats. I don't give a fuck what he loves, man. That guy You had well, to get, get the, you had to get there. the inside it. joke there, buddy. <laughs> I get it. I missed the joke, but I get it. But that guy, man And he'll do anything we ask him. Man, that guy fuck. He's one he's he's up there. He's also one of the very few guys, too, that I don't have to do anything but give a bullet point. Yeah. Hey, I will say, there's a... You know a few of them. There is a few gasoline guys out there. That was a joke a few years ago. Yeah. Who's a gasoline guy? Yeah. Remember, we made Ethan pick. Yeah, West Blaze is definitely a gasoline guy. Ethan didn't pick gasoline, though. The number one gasoline guy does not work for me anymore. But that is a Aiden Wright. What about Brent Banner? He's up there. But Aiden Wright, Aiden Wright is the number one. And that's only because me and him have the bond from before anybody else. Being 14 years old, going to Cherokee all the time. Yeah. yeah. Me and him have a bond, dude. We started in this business together. Oh, yeah. He's your there Jason. never, ever, yeah. ever, ever be anybody who surpasses me they not he, he's he's your jason yeah like that that yeah yeah what you and jason are that's yeah. me they'd run. 
Yeah. It don't matter how mad he gets at me for any of the dumbest fucking shit ever. Been there. Man, he, oh, Hell, we, we got into fisticuffs and was cool a couple of weeks later. Right. Dude, me and Aiden. If even that long. Hell, it may have been. We got in a fight on Tuesday. We was cool by Friday. Yeah, dude. You know how it is. That guy will never, ever, ever be on my list of people I don't like. That right. guy. And, like, I, I would like him and my kids in the room next door. But if Aiden called me right now and said, hey, man, I need you. I'd be like, hey, Dad, watch my kid. I'm going to fucking help Aiden. Well, I tell you right now, that some bitch is home in bed. He let his old lady drive home from uh, Bucky's. Oh, he was so God. wore out. Oh, shit. He probably did. I'm going to post a picture with his feet on the dashboard. He said, Princess ride the rest of the way home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sutton's old lady said, I thought you hated her driving. He's thinking, I, I didn't see his comment, but I'm thinking, he's probably thinking, bitch, I just drove all the way from Orlando to Calhoun. No, she sure. can drive the rest of the well, way. I'm driving uh, Saturday all the way to fucking Jacksonville. I'm so glad you are going. Here. Let's go ahead and talk about what's coming. Well, I'm glad you are going. I am going. Like I said, they got it, and I'm a phone call away. Uh, if you want us to, we can uh, we can do a call before you leave and finish. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking what I might do is have uh, meet you, Jason, Josh, and the other Josh. Fucking maybe do a group call and go over the whole show. We can do that. Yeah. If if I'm free, like if I'm just sitting at the hotel, we'll all go through that. Yeah, but, if not, uh, just shoot me and Jones a text, and we'll make sure we lay everything out, and all they got to do is read the script. Next podcast, remind me, there's a story I want to go over that I booked, and dude, it's one of my favorites ever. It's uh, Ethan and Shane Williams. Well, write it in your book so you don't forget. I am right now. All right, so... Uh, uh, that, that story is fucking awesome. couple but, things uh, real quick. Um... We'll go into this more in depth when we bring you back for part two, but go ahead and tell us about the big thing happening on Friday, May the 19th. Okay, hey, can uh, will you go ahead and just book this for next week? That way I don't fucking know what's up. Yeah, we can do it next week. Y'all cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all cool with that? Yeah. Okay, so I was going to go over the whole fucking What day? Week. What day's good? What, what? Next, next Tuesday or Thursday, whatever. Tuesday or it's Thursday? All- as long as my kids sleep, I'm good, dude. Which one's better if for you? If you can do Wednesday, it'd be even better. We can do Wednesday. Yeah, we can do Wednesday, it'd be even better. Yeah, we can do Wednesday. We actually were doing Wednesdays for a while anyway. Well, if you can do Wednesday, it's even better. You good for Wednesday? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll do Wednesday. We'll have Josh put it on social medias when he wakes up because he's asleep. Okay. Josh is asleep. Oh yeah, he's he's got a dick hit and asleep, so he's lived up to his oh, contract on the God. podcast. The fucking story. The only <laughs> thing he's not done is ate constantly and got up and done dishes. Oh hey, listen, here's what we're gonna promote. We got this Saturday night at W. Let's let's come back to that. Let's go ahead and give him a teaser for what's going on May the nineteenth. Okay, bet. Alright, so May 19th. I know it's something real I'm dear doing. to your heart. Yeah, dude, it's something brand new to me. It's not, it's something I want to do for a long goddamn time. That's like, uh, something I, man, like, music is like straight to my fucking soul. You know what I mean? Like, it's something I've always wanted to do is have live music in Chatsworth. And like, uh, honestly, I'll give a shout out to Tony's Tavern and Chatsworth. It's a brand new bar here in Chatsworth, and like I went down there and dude, they have live music 
and like the fucking reaction and the crowd, I was like, We need to hit that up after a show when I come back. Dude, I've tried. Fucking look, y'all out there with me, dude. It's awesome. But yeah, like, we just uh, let Jennifer uh, or Emmy maybe crash at a friend's house or something. Dude, I'm telling you, the beer's priced great. It's a fucking cool location. Like, I swear to God, if y'all take me out, I'll buy your first fucking two rounds. Let's go. Hey. Josh, damn, Josh woke up Josh, for that. He woke Josh up on free alcohol. <laughs> what, because I have one, maybe two drinks, all of a sudden I'm an alcoholic? alcoholic. I know I'll, I'll buy your first two rounds on that. But uh, I swear to y'all, man, I like that place a lot. And then, uh, that include, that I include whiskey? The, I seen like, how fucking local music reacted. And like, oh. dude, started getting into local music. And you know my current situation. Like, uh, I started hanging out with somebody who's like very deep into local music. Well, and you've and, also been having jam sessions for a few months at the building, too. Well, yeah. I mean, for a while, but, like, uh... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been longer than a few months. Yeah, but, uh, dude, like... Hey, you was even having them at your, at your, at your place before everything went down. Yeah. In the, in the gay rage. Yeah, the gay rage. That ain't my thing no more now. I'm at the fucking Rassel building. There my you new go. Building, which is called yeah. the, uh... Paying rent. Get all you can out of that building. My new build, and I don't know what the fuck it's called yet, but, uh, but anyway, uh, I got all these fucking people hanging around me, dude, and I'm just like, they're so goddamn talented, it's retarded, they all think I'm good, which is cool, man, like, fuck, I am decent, but, like, I'm not as good as any of these people I'm around, you know what I mean? Right. Like, fucking groups, and they all got bands and whatever, but, like, uh, Amber Page, is gonna fucking be one of the headliners, and that, that she's good. Fucking awesome. She's good. Uh, we've all posted her on our socials. Um, there's Amber Page music on Facebook. Dude, she's fucking awesome. I'm sure she's on Insta, TikTok, all that stuff. But Amber it's Page, P A I G E, chick's good. <laughs> and knowing Tyler, we see stuff that she's doing. It's not like the album she puts out. The, the the music she's got put out, we've seen her do other things that are different than what what she's oh put out God. on yeah, the internet, I, and she is she's incredible, man. Dude, it's stupid. It's stupid how good she is. Like somebody that good should be signed, you know. And agreed. But like, uh, but kind of like, like the wrestling business, it's a lot of a lot of who you right. know too. Right, and then uh, like fucking uh, Chris Crunk. Is gonna come do his rap thing. I've seen Crunk and, and Joey. Chris, that that'll be good. Crunk is awesome, dude. He is. And then oh, yeah. you got go to the rescue, which is Joey Gambino doing his acoustic thing, which will also be at that center show. And then you've also got fucking uh, remember in January, dude. This band. Is I know like, them. Oh my god, dude! This band is like the fucking queen of our goddamn area. Like everybody in this goddamn town knows them. Like, they're amazing, dude. I fucking Chris Bill, great singer, great songwriter, great everything. Tyler Southern, greatest goddamn guitar player jazz I've ever fucking seen, dude. And, like, he had a great fucking drummer, Brandon, or uh, fucking Brandon Singleton. He had Chris Bunch, or he had Cody Bunch fucking playing goddamn bass, dude. This fucking awesome, dude. This fucking band is amazing. And you got them all fucking playing right here together. Who is the, uh, who is the one that shared the post about the podcast? Uh, Chris Dill, thanks. Okay, yeah, I mean, just tons of talent. And if you listen closely, you'll be able to hear me and Jason singing from backstage. Oh, my God, dude, I'm telling you. Because I'm, I'm coming, but I, I don't want to be seen by anybody. 
No, it's fine. I, I won't be either. I'm gonna be in the back too. Uh, okay. Uh, Just because I'm not, I'm not ready to return to wrestling. If it's some of the same fans, I don't want them to see me yet. Yeah, no, that won't happen. But dude, I, I promise you, it's like if you come to the show, you will have fun. I don't give a shit if you're fucking ten. I don't give a fuck if you're fucking a hundred. I'm glad you, you said that. It is an all ages show, correct? It, it is, yeah. All right, what are we charging for tickets? Uh, it's ten if it's pre-sale and hit me with them on my cash app. Fifteen if you buy it at the door. Drop your cash app here. That's uh, Gasoline Thailand for sure. I'm gonna look. I will. I will make sure. I'm not 100 percent like fucking confident with my. We'll cash just we'll, we'll just have you look later on and you send it to us and we have Josh put that link up on socials. Yep, yep. I'm looking now. As I'm well as the now. podcast, and we'll share it too. That's the week. Yeah, he's you woke him up with free alcohol. Oh, I told you. Oh, it's money sign target. All right, for your pre-sale tickets, they're ten dollars at Cash App. Dollar sign Tyler Gasaway, all one word. If they wait and they buy day of, how much are the tickets? Ten dollars. Still ten dollars, but day of is fifteen. Day of is fifteen. Come to me and say, you're, hey, you're from the podcast, and you're from wrestling, whatever, I will fucking give you a deal of $10. But I will oh, tell yeah. you this, much like our wrestling shows, it is first come, first serve. And if you don't fucking ask for it, you ain't getting it. Just there like you go. Show. But it is first come, first serve as, or as far as seating. Oh, right? yeah, oh, yeah, for 1,000%, dude. Like, uh, the way the fucking shit's going... Like it's gonna be sold out. So like, so and we will still standing room. We will still standing room only until we reach capacity. Correct. There won't be. Uh, you know where the chairs are, Russell. Yeah. It's gonna be standing room right there. Okay, so we're able to accommodate. I'd say three hundred or so. Yeah. Uh, right. Should be a nice night. So maybe we can open the doors and. Hope so. Let people put lawn chairs out too, but we want everybody to come. Uh, you know, we believe in supporting family and friends and small businesses. And uh, what? Are, tell them what. Tell them what we're calling this shindig, Tyler. <laughs> we're calling it the egotistical name of Gazastock. But it's perfect because it's 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 something that's it's got name identity. It's a brand we can use it every you know every year. I hit my buddy, I hit my buddy up, Gary Lane, when he told me. I was like, bro, this just sounds like super egotistical. And like a, it was either him or somebody told me said, "Man, you know what? Fuck that." He that was said, that's the wrong motherfucker to not be egotistical with. <laughs> yeah, he was like, fuck that dude. He said, "Sure, man, right? Yep." He said, "All right, fucking run it." Put it like this: When you sent us the page, we all popped. Oh fuck yeah! When you sent I us the poster, it, we all popped. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, May the nineteenth, so we've got a little under a month to get there. But Tyler, uh, let us know what's happening this Saturday at the Tabernacle of North Georgia Wrestling, the RCW Arena. What is it, thirty-eight ninety? Yeah, thirty-eight ninety. Alternate. We I don't got, have to look at the script no more. This Saturday night we got. Jake Hold on, let me, let me get through my usual alternate fifty-two. Chatsworth, Georgia. Doors open at seven. Bell time is eight p.m. Tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for kids. We offer police, fire, military discounts. We also have a family four-pack of tickets for $25, but you have to ask for that. If you don't ask, we're going to charge you full price. And Josh, what can they do with that money they save? They go over to the Renegade Diner, get them a nice hot or ice-cold beverage. And you're going to pay for the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge of it. Tyler's going to tell you why you don't want to miss it, and you want to be there.
There you go. <laughs> that's my that's a tribute to. Well, Freddie Miller did it first, but I I was around Bird a lot when he did it. So uh, April twenty ninth, what we got this Saturday night is uh, we have Johnny Viper versus Nate Wall. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. And we got fucking Zach Malone versus Matthew Oliver Peppercorn. Oh, Pecker Dick. Oh, Pepper Dick. Oh, Pickle Pecker. Yeah. yeah. And then we got Ford versus Brandon Collins. Oh, that'll be good. First one was yeah. really good. 20-minute time limit draw. Yes, sir. And then we got Ethan Cage versus Zach Dye. Oh, I remember when we kicked him in the ding-ding twice. Yes, yes, sir. And then we got Jake Murphy, which is your new RCW champion, and Wes Blaze, who is your no-limits champion, versus Chris Payne and Brent Banner. Oh, I guess the former champions. I like it. Yes, sir. And then May 6th. We will have a rematch, which will be Jake Murphy versus Brent Banner. Oh, rematch for the Strizap. That's right. I like that. <laughs> I heard yeah. a little birdie tell me that the tag team champions might be defending on May the 6th. That's right. But they will also be defending them on May 20th. Ooh. Working tag team Third. champions. Hey, I but, told you. Uh, I will also promote... May 13th, like uh, the way this whole podcast has been going is like I'm shitting on everybody from lately. Like chats for the area. But no, sir, that is not how I roll. Uh, our ropes are designed in a TWA fucking tribute. And obviously, our very first show in the building, we did a tribute to PCW and everybody that came before us in that building we were in. So, May 13th, we're doing a PCW reunion in the building that started that was PCW and we're gonna let them do whatever the fuck they want man just they're gonna actually sure run a show yeah okay run the show I just told Jason me and him might swing down for that one I might go too but I'll be waiting for seven miles that weekend but uh I will I will probably swing by at least to be there see everybody and, uh, that's my thing I'm, I'm definitely not wrestling you know that but just to see some of the yeah, boys I haven't seen in but, years uh, May I will also promote this too, and then I'm done promoting guys. But uh, May 19th we got the Gaza stock. I just want to remind you that one more time. Uh, but May 20th we got you pick, which is where the fans will have all the fucking wrestlers' name in that bucket. We'll roll that son of a bitch, and you will draw who is in the matches. One hundred percent, legitimately draw. It's a shoot. So we could end up seeing Jason Hampton against Zach Malone. Yeah, you fucking might. And then it's not like where other shows do it, where they only put one person's name in each hat so they can dictate the match. We're literally going to write everybody's name down, throw it in one hat or bucket, and that's what we use the rest of the night. It'll be spinner that the fans will spin and draw from. But uh, whoever wins that. Will be your number one contender for the RCW title. Ah, I like it. I like it. Yes, sir. All right, so we know we're going to pick up back with you on next week, Tyler, to finish the, your story. But there's something we do at the end of every podcast. You've listened long enough to do this. Uh, we do pop and push. So give me your pop first. All right, my pop will be the music show. 
right, fair like, enough. Like, I feel like I feel like that is like my biggest thing going right now, and I feel like that's my. Like, I'm bringing a lot of friends that I haven't seen in years because you know my current situation, and like I'm getting back together with these guys, and we're just hanging out and chilling, and I won't be able to showcase their talents. But uh, you want me to go ahead and do my push? Yeah, yeah go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Push. Okay, my my push will be Josh Jones. Hell yeah, agreed. He because is so Josh smart. Has, so he smart. Is more than once, he's more than once put together multiple matches and multiple storylines that fucking. Uh, uh, let me say I, this. I know one of the main reasons you brought me back, other than you know the knowledge and us liking each other, was the fact of. People take me more seriously because I've been in the ring. We've had that discussion. Yeah. Guys in the business, you got to quit sleeping on these guys because they've never been in the ring. Tyler and Jones, and Tyler's been in the ring. Has he had a long career? No, but those are two of the smartest men I've ever met in my 24 years in this business. And I've been around, you name it, I've been around them. I've been around Ted Allen, from the Ted Allens all the way down to, you know. forty. Woody, uh, Randall Brown, uh, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Dallas Page, AJ Styles, Rick Michaels. Dave, you name it, I've been around them and I've been able to pick their brain. And I've never seen two guys that care so much about a product, other than myself, that want to give every bit they have. And Jones single-handedly, from opening bell to ending bell, created our Survivor Wars match. Oh, dude. Kill it, too. Bell yep. to bell. 25-plus minutes. Not one spot was blown. Everybody understood the assignment. And I will I will agree with you, and we will never not put Jones over. Right. All right, with dude, that? that whole match, like, he pitched the whole match to me. I was like, Run it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was when we did have a Saturday morning conversation was about, and he's laying his ideas out, and about a third of the way through it, and I stopped him. I said, hold on a minute. I said, Tyler? He said, yeah. I said, uh, this is his match. We're not touching it. Tyler yeah, said, I'm I've been that, telling him that. You, I'm, I'm, no, that's all you. You got it. Because, one, like, I don't like those matches where, like, I have to fucking explain everything. Like, I can fucking tell you how to fucking put a match together, but, like, I don't, like, if I don't have to, I don't want to. So, like, if, right. that's why I try to book, that's why I try to book matches where, like, I can depend on one guy in the fucking match. Exactly. But, hey, man, this is what I'm going for. You know, like, uh, like Hampton versus Trinity, for example. I can tell Hampton, hey, man, this is what I'm thinking. And then, like, go eight minutes on this. Bro, you like, should have seen the look you just got. Well. <laughs> yeah, and then also, even with doing that. That's all I'm going to say. Even with doing that with somebody like Hampton, he'll still come to me or Jones or you with an idea and be like, hey, this is what I've got well, laid out. <laughs> Okay, so you just let me know how trendy does. Yeah. So, you know, we've got that. But with that said, man, I know you got work in the morning. It's almost 1130, so we'll let you go ahead and get off here. Uh, thanks for coming on for part one. We'll cook back up with you Wednesday for part two. It'll drop next <laughs> Thursday morning probably. Uh, we'll go ahead and say our goodbyes, and we'll, uh, we'll come back from a commercial and do our pops and push and get out of here. But... 
we love you, buddy. And I'm sure we'll talk in text in a minute. If not, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, I love you. Y'all kill it Saturday for me. Do what? I said I probably take you about five minutes. I feel Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, but we love you. Love Thanks you, for coming on, man. I know that everybody's going to enjoy it. Uh, next time, next time, I think like what we're going to do is we'll just go right into the interview with you, and we'll splice news in later. That way, it gives us more time to talk. Yeah. Uh, worst cool. case scenario, Jason and Josh can do the news on their ride home. I just hope the uh, everybody's not fucking disappointed because I've been waiting on this shit forever. I don't know, man. And like I said, I you know, we'll get into more current stuff. And you've got a week. If you think of anything else, we can go back and revisit anything. Yeah. I mean, man, you can give us uh, your hot take on the... Shit to cover with a two-hour episode, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and you can give us your take on modern wrestling for... No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. We love you. Love you, man. I love, love you, buddy. Dude. Thank you, all. Right. Back. <laughs> I wonder if anybody will get that. I did because I was going for it about the time you did it. Your name is Bubba fucking Dudley. Your name is Sign Guy Dudley. And you, you're Big Dick Dudley. And I'm Devon fucking Dudley. And we're the Dudley boys. Devon? <laughs> You can tell the two of us that really watched ECW. Dude. That's how they debuted the Dudley Boys. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, that. That's how they debuted D-Von. Yeah. You, know, you remember the... Dances with Dudley? <laughs> I do. Die-die, Dudley. I remember the... I remember when Spock made his debut. I remember how they uh, explained the Dudleys when I first heard it. That Dad was Daddy Dudley was salesman. traveling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was selling something. We'd like to thank Tyler for joining us tonight. It was, uh, yeah, we've 100%. literally talked about doing this for at least a year. At least, yeah. yeah. I know I pitched it before when y'all wasn't coming down. It was just me. I was like, hey, come on to the podcast. He's like, no, you know, he don't like getting acknowledgement for anything, but right. no, he deserves it. So we're glad he finally came on and. We still got a, a two-parter coming up, and uh, yeah, we definitely got part two coming up because, like I said, he ended it the pandemic. So we'll start with the pandemic shows and how those went, and how we went from doing them outside to illegally running in our building, <laughs> <laughs> and they still drew out the fucking ass. So, but uh, and we're gonna get all the way up. Wait, until, what about Drew's fucking ass? I can't tell you that story. Statue of Limitation hadn't went out yet. <laughs> But I've seen that ass a lot, trust me. Right. Oh, her used to get naked and belligerent and drunk. I know Josh <laughs> knows about him getting drunk. Well, you know about you getting drunk with Drew. <laughs> so we uh, thank Tyler for coming on, and we're going to record uh, Wednesday of next week. So we'll have a new pod for you dropping on Thursday of next week. So hopefully, dropping Thursday. Hopefully, dropping Thursday. If it goes long, I'll put it together Thursday. It'll be uh, sometime Thursday afternoon. Well, that's still Thursday. I ain't say what time. Well, you know, I'll say what time. That means you got from 12 to 12. I can't do math right now. Not noon. <laughs> so, with that said, we're going to wrap it up on our end because we got a little fat McMotherfucker asleep on the bed and a little, not me. a little chunk McMotherfucker dozing off in the chair over here. 
And for those of you that didn't catch it earlier, yes, Jesse, we did get your dick hit in on the podcast. I expect the money in my PayPal. (laughs) Motherfucker, if I'm getting hit in the dick, I better be getting a fucking cut of that money. I think I hit him too hard. Did you hear how pitched he got? Almost sounded like Michael or Mike Tyson. Do this. See if your balls drop. (laughs) What balls? You hit me in the penis. (laughs) Have you seen Mike Tyson recreate the video to every little step? Oh god. oh god! Oh my no. god! Look it up. He's got the the gear on and the spandex with the suspenders. Fuck yeah! Every little step I take, you, you see the picture. Will be well. You see the picture? Have Mike Tyson sitting at an autograph signing, and there's a kid dressed up like the little dude from Mike Punch Tyson. Out. Punch out! All right, who wants to go first? I go. I go first. Okay, I guess that's your new roles. You go first. I guess so. Uh, All right. We're doing poppies. Poppies. Honestly. I said, well, you flip him off, but then I said, who made the pick? It's the football team from the state of Ohio. My poppies. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take you that long. All right, go ahead. No, my poppies, you know, I, it was the podcast, man. I'm so glad we finally get to get Tyler on here. I know we're going to do it again next week. And I really think this is going to be probably one of our best ones. No, I completely I agree. So. Era, anytime we have a guest on, they do very well because people are... Not saying they don't like us because we still get good listens when it's just us, but... But they enjoy I'm that. I'm to the air back on for a minute, boys. Yeah, yeah go ahead. We, we had it off so we could hear Tyler. But, uh... That thing's loud because it... And it works. Oh, yeah. But it seems like we have guests... We have people that don't usually listen, listen. Right. Which this one, you know, he's had a lot of people asking about it. Like, his mom's downloaded and family and friends. I'm sure his brother will download it. Well, Mama Gazaway, hopefully we weren't too vulgar. Hell, he cussed more than we did. I tried to keep it as PG as possible (laughs) because he kind of scared me with not knowing who was going to be listening to it. But uh, my pop is you guys coming over here tonight. Uh... I just wish Will could have been here uh, getting to hang out with my boys. I don't get to do that a lot often because right. of the still healing from the surgery. But my pops is getting to spend some time with you boys. I miss oh, y'all yeah. fuckers. Oh, we miss you, man. We miss you. Like I said, I'm going to definitely go down to the uh, – actually, I got a busy weekend that weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go down to Gaza Stock, uh, and then I'm going to ride down with uh, Jason on the 21st to talk to some – some old friends I ain't seen in years. That's the one I said you need to go with me because they had one ref do the whole show. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, but they'll, they'll pay you. I'll do it. Uh, like mine, do. honestly, and uh, it's going to be crazy that this is going to be the pop, but it's something that's been talked about for a while, jokingly, Oh. and then not so jokingly, and then, well, I wonder if... Josh and Will got engaged. No, no, I'm going to let Josh... Damn. I'm going to let Josh finally break that news whenever it happens. Teasing bitch. Damn. You got a weed eater, too? Oh, yeah, that weed eater spits a line out itself. My, that's the worst part about weed eating. Well, the fact that it kills your back. My luck, I'd get out there as big as this damn yard is and everything die. <laughs> I'd be stuck at the bottom of the hill on that leaning part. I can't get off because the lawnmower will fall. 
<laughs> bring me bring me a rechargeable battery. How you gonna replace it? Oh shit, the battery's under my ass. Throw the winch down here. Push me down the hill. Whee! <laughs> if bring anybody's been to my house, don't get that joke. <laughs> yep. Bring the winch down. And I ain't talking about your mama, kids. Just bring... <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, the... Uh... You finally get to tea with uh... <sighs> Rodney Mack. I y'all wish. Gonna, y'all gonna re- recreate the white boy challenge I sent you. I wish. That would have been awesome. Did you read the comments? Uh-uh. So how Rodney Mack do a white boy challenge? He white his damn self. <laughs> I didn't realize back then he was a lot lighter than he is now. Yeah. He been tanning. God damn. Spray tan. <laughs> God damn it. I got a question to ask you off of. Oh, that looks fucking hilarious. I just seen, not seen the preview. I did not have I just seen Jamie Foxx was a dog. Watch the preview for that whenever we uh, get off of here. Uh-huh. Strays. Okay, got it. Oh, commercial. Let's see if we can find this. Lego Hawks. It's over. I have to check it. I got it. Go ahead and do your gimmick. Uh, no, but uh, like I said, it's been talked about. It's been teased, but it's actually probably about to happen. I, Jennifer's OnlyFans has finally had some pictures taken. Awesome. Oh, you mean your wife that I'm fucking? Yeah, my wife that you're fucking. Damn. What? Boston one one twenty eight one twenty. God damn. Damn it. That means we'll probably start Monday. Last score I saw was a hundred ninety eight. <coughs> uh, Atlanta was up. But yeah, she finally. Charles Barkley now. They just played terrible. The Phoenix Suns. They of- just played terrible. <laughs> the tree couldn't hit nothing. Mmm. Poke chop. Poke <laughs> chop. This big. This, this goddamn big. <laughs> See, I like gravy on my poke chop. <laughs> Shaq, you like gravy on your poke chop? Oh, uh, yeah. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe told me to put it on my poke chop one time, and it was very tasty. But would Kobe let you eat the poke chop, Shaq? Because the poke chop nah. is this big. Look. See? Nah, like, Kobe, Kobe. Why, why are we talking about pork chops? Kobe told me That's I was Ernie. too fat to eat a poke chop. Why are we talking about pork chops? Kobe. About, and Kenny's looking like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm cracking myself up. <laughs> That's a, that's gonna be our new bit. We're gonna do we're gonna do voiceovers. We're gonna do voiceovers. <laughs> bad, bad, bad lip reading. Oh no, we didn't lip read. We just add lubin. All right, who you gonna push there? Oh, but yes, uh, she's had pictures taken. I don't know if she's got them put up yet, but it's. I need to see these pictures. Let me text her. It's thick with two K's, Vixen with two X's. I ain't paying for it. I ain't going to see in person. Oh, let me feel a little bit. You say you pay for her OnlyFans? No, I said there will be people that will pay. Oh, yes. Definitely pay for her OnlyFans. Because the money you send her will help feed us at pay-per-views and such not. See. I still think New Orleans needs a quarterback. I'm not sure. I don't know who they got. Is They that got that one kid that plays two ways. The Yeah, but who else did they have? They had Jameis. They had him. And they had somebody from the XFL, I think. I don't know. Joshua, who you going to push there, home skillet? I'm going to push one of our best managers that we have at RCW. We ain't got but two. We pushed one last week. Yeah, so I'm I pushing the other one. Is. Kat Von Frankenstein. She she listens. She's incredible to work with, and she she yeah, always wants to learn. I got to see who New Orleans quarterbacks are. So I am 
if you if you don't want her if you don't put her at your show you're missing out because she's because she's incredible you need to watch out for her anything you need her to do she'll do so to cat they inside somebody i knew i was right Signed Derek Carr. oh yeah oh, that's right and she is they're not doing no just first round okay so second round will be tomorrow yeah second and third tomorrow I watched the whole WNBA draft in like three hours. Oh yeah, there's only like four rounds. Man. But, but uh, Dallas must really suck because them bitches. How many teams are there? Twelve teams. Mm-hmm. They had like eight first round picks. God damn. I'm sure a lot of that was trade, but still, like every time I turn around, Dallas is draft. Old girl from LSU got drafted though. The pointing at a ring, you can't see me. Yeah. But no, Kat, uh, a lot of people don't know this. I didn't know this until I was informed of it. Uh, legit badass. Oh, yeah. really? Like, uh, multiple black belts and shit. Like, she'll whoop yeah. your fucking you ass. better quit talking about that meatloaf being burned. <laughs> <laughs> I believe she can take Jake anyway. Beat his ass with the burnt meatloaf. No, what I know now, I know she can take Jake. Hey. I'm not going to push him, but I do want to say something about somebody real quick. Congratulations. Relations to Jake Murphy. He has, since he come back at RCW, we were all there when he came back. Mm-hmm. I know y'all weren't there yet. He come back during the best of the best when Shane was there. Were y'all there for that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all were back. From that time he come back and was just teaming with Shane, and then you know Shane's health and everything preventing him from coming. Hell, draft us the quarterback. We can trade him to the Tennessee. For some future draft picks. And Derrick Henry. Derek Henry. <laughs> I yeah. just want Derrick Henry in our backfield. Fuck yeah, he's badass. But uh, congratulations, Jake. He's come in and busted his ass to prove that he might be pound for pound one of the best wrestlers in the in the Southeast. Fucking right. He's definitely, yeah. in my opinion, the package of him and Cat are the biggest heat getters mm-hmm. in the Southeast. And they could go to any show from... Us to TWE to Shit Show One and Shit Show Two, even down to Southern Honor, and get that same heat that they get here, just by essentially being a turned up volume of themselves. Yeah. So uh, I know Josh, uh, and I do it again this week if you don't care. Facetime me from the show. Um, gotcha. But Josh is outside, and uh, of course Matt Sales is the biggest reaction I got. Like, right. We were loving that, and then Brent was great, but. Jake stole my heart because he turns around and all I see is him standing there with a the belt. And truth be told, since I've been out with surgery, Tyler's not bothered me with booking. So I didn't know that was happening. Uh, so to see that, that made me happy because Jake's kind of been one that I push for and I advocate for and I, I work on promos with him and Cat. So. Congratulations go out to both of those. Uh, I know Barry loves Cat too. And Jake told me that learning from people like me and Barry and us giving him the praise that we give him and Cat learning from both of us, she couldn't learn from anybody better. So that's right. great. But I gotta think, man, I think I pushed almost everybody at RCW. Let me think outside the box for a minute. pushed him last week. He was our guest. Give me just a second. Nah, you're fine. You got... 
it gets hard after a while because you're like, have I pushed him yet? I pushed him. I've already done that one, this one, this one, this one, that one. I got one. All right, what you got? He's uh, healing from back injury. Okay. Been around almost as long as I have. I know who you're telling. His dick's not quite as big as mine is. I know exactly where you're going with this one. But he's learned from the greats like Ted Allen, Ken Timms. Uh, he's been around all the way back since the U.S. play days. I've known him from my days running in Cartersville with Ted Allen. Uh, Mike Cross. Mike Cross is someone that your young guys can learn from. He's also about somebody that can handle a problem in the dressing room needed to rise. He can also get in the ring and work with anybody. He can help you in backstage. He can help you run a locker room. He can help you in production. So, Cross... I love you, brother. That's my push. All right. And he's old as fuck, too, so he ain't got a whole lot of years left. So, Well, he's old like we are. Yeah, Take that brain while you can. And if you need gear in a quick turnaround fashion, uh, Cross has made three singlets for me. I think so. He's made, made my some, first set of trunks. He made, made our matching gear, gear. He altered that one that had Cross on the side that had mm-hmm. the Celtic Cross and put Thrasher down the side. And then he made uh, mine and Woody's Juggernaut singlet. So, yeah. Now, y'all know I'm all about putting my boy Clint over. Uh, Clint still does work for Indies, but Clint is signed full-time to AEW now. So, that's going to take priority. Right. Main event gear no longer does Indie guys. Who'd we get? Oh, that's the... Oh, okay. Pick. Our pick's just now in. Sorry, Philly's drafting again. Uh, Rick Michaels is signed with NWA and still has a lot of big name clients. <coughs> they changed it on TV though. It doesn't say uh, costume designer Rick Michaels anymore. And I love this. He had them change it to Global WrestleWare so everybody gets credit now. Awesome. Uh, Rick still does gear, but again, he's he's in high demand. So he, you know, Fed guys, TV guys, AEW guys come first. Uh, Adrian Hawkins does good work, but if you need something local, Good quality, quick turnaround, cross and chest is the way to go. That's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, mine, uh, I should have been thinking while you were thinking. I need that mask. <laughs> Actually, I have that mask. You do? Somewhere. You just got to paint it up the right way. Still Malone's for me Saturday. <laughs> He's not really stealing it, Malone. Jason, steal it. I got What's you. What's Gardner Minshew doing in the crowd? God damn. Did you see him? I did, and it's Gardner Minshew's daddy. No, it's Gardner. He's trying to hope somebody will pick him up. <laughs> Shit-ass motherfucker. <laughs> we lost two games because of that shitty motherfucker. Well, you know, he didn't get to stretch in his tidy whities enough. Jason, that was James Thorne. <laughs> <laughs> I knew y'all were going to pop when y'all heard that story. Oh, that was funny. And me shit. knowing James makes it even funnier. Shit, remind me next week when uh, to tell him about our Eric Young story at the Armory in Cleveland. Yes, I got you. It's hard, ain't it? It is. I was trying to figure out, but that's the dude perfect, guys. I was wondering why they look familiar. We might have to come up with a new segment other than push one. I think we pushed everybody. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I'm actually going to push one. 
Okay, you <laughs> really want me to? We'll start that next show. Oh, we gotta wait. Yeah, because I got I got a list of that to last for months. Uh, you know me, I don't like to shit on nobody, but goddamn. I mean, if they into eating shit, I'm full of it. Now I tell you what, it's gonna be crazy because you ain't gonna think about this person. Steve. No, not crazy, Steve. Oh. He needs help. Nah, it's actually somebody I just somebody I just saw this past Sunday. I actually got a phone call from B. Collins. I was like, hey. Ah, I was sitting here racking my brain off. Where the fuck did you go Sunday? I said, like, hey, I need you to come down. We did. I called you on the way home. So I lost you. I said, we need you to, uh, B. Collins, like, hey, I need you to come down and work. I don't know what we missed, but they flipped a big giant coin. And I was like, all right, cool, that, I got you. Is that the, uh, is that the Kelsey mama? It yeah. might be. That's Donna. Yeah, I think it's Donna Kelsey. But it's uh, it's one of the guys I was in the match against. Can I guess? Yeah. The bloodbath bohemian. Yeah, I know him. That's it. Man, we just all about bringing them SEC boys to Philly. Goddamn right. Look oh, at them. Look at oh hell yeah. Badass. But no, nah, I'm gonna push Tank. Uh, that is four Georgia boys drafted in two years. Yeah. No, nah, he's been around. Hey, Walker, you stay over there. You ain't going to be with him for long. <laughs> I know it's late, but he's still first round, baby. He's been around for a good while, but he's still killing it. He's just as good as he was. I think he might be better. I think some time off. I think so. He's able to rest and heal up. And he's got his fighting shorts now. He don't wear yes. his fighting breeches no more. I noticed that. In that two, in still that two doing, I think you should throw a... Still should, with Dan. You should throw a combo in there. Yeah, I Dan, that's another one. If you book Tank and the Reverend on your show and you're not If you don't bring Dan Wilson with him, you're crazy. And if you've got Dan there, of course pick Tank's brain. Tank's been around everybody. But pick Dan's brain. Dan's been everywhere. Dan has Dan actually, little known fact, is the one who named AJ Styles the phenomenal one. Oh, you know that? I did not know that. He did. Uh, here's a little known fact, too, if not a lot of people know this. Dan was actually offered a WWE contract and said no. Oh, wow. He was offered a developmental contract when Deep South opened and turned it down. And our buddy Nigel got the contract. Oh, wow. That's awesome. But, yeah, I, I agree with that. But shout out to Nigel, too. Just uh, made 19 years in the business. Nice. He posted some pictures, and I said, I remember that. He posted the Elvis jumpsuit picture. I said, I remember that, because if you remember after a show one night, he's like, hey, Ben, you know how to do a powerbomb? I was like, yeah. He goes, you know how to do a sit-out powerbomb? I was like, yeah. He goes, can you teach me how to take one? I was like, bro, the show's over. He goes, I got to do it tomorrow night. Awesome Cone's going to give me one on pay-per-view. I was like, and you've never took one? He goes, no, I just had the Elvis jumpsuit in there in Memphis. And I was like, come on, bro. So I commented on the picture. I was like, I remember that night. He goes, I'm so grateful to you. I am forever in your debt. And I was like, well, send me that Reggie Parks belt you got put up, and we'll call it even. <laughs> but Nigel's good people, too. Uh, that's another one. He doesn't do a whole lot of anything now, but a vast of fucking knowledge, especially if you want to know about women's wrestling. 
he has actually uh, inherited a bunch of Moolah's memorabilia. Oh, wow. So we uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, we'll be back next week with Gazaway Part Deux. Yeah, it went a little long, but hell, we... We was planning on it. We knew it was going yep. to. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here for this Wait, week. Bitch Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. Hopefully you're enjoying it, and you'll come back and listen next week for Tyler's Part 2. But until then, this is the Turn the Buckle Podcast. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Sending love out to Will Thrasher. Will Thrasher. Will Thrasher. <laughs> Will Are y'all getting engaged? Are y'all married? I can't tell you. We did it strictly for the benefits. There you go. There We're you the go. new Chuck, Chuck and Larry. Larry. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I'm definitely the Adam Sandler of the group. <laughs> Will likes to cuddle too much. He's definitely Kevin James. And on that note... Will Clark, who swallowed too much semen and got stomach poison. And I am being I fuck with everybody thrasher. (laughs) Peace out, fuckers.